Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It could be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, hello. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming off a bummer of a weekend. And we'll talk about it all today right here. From 3 to 6 on Pirate Radio, uh, 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, also on 1250, You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch today's program on Facebook and on YouTube. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Pirate Radio, and you can watch the show there. Chime in with your questions and comments. You can do the same on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV and watch us there and comment on the weekend i kind of know what everybody thought about the baseball weekend but we'll dive into it today if you do have a question uh for one of our upcoming players on the players lounge you can drop it in and uh we'll ask it if appropriate coming up today at around 3 30 we will talk to east carolina reliever cj mayhew went three innings on saturday i had a great seventh inning and a great ninth inning things got a little hairy in the eighth inning we'll talk about cj mayhew his weekend and the pirates 0-3 start to the baseball season against bryant he joins us at 3 30 at four o'clock we'll talk to ecu shortstop Ryder giles a weekend to forget for Ryder as well with a couple of errors uh some opportunities to bring in runs could not get it done so uh we'll rehash it with Ryder giles and talk about what he needs to do moving forward and what this team needs to do after the 0-3 start. Bryson World joins us at 4.30. Pretty good weekend at the plate for Bryson. And then at 5 o'clock, we'll talk to Zach Agnos as he'll join us. So all those coming up live inside the Pirate Radio studios. CJ Mayhew, 3.30, 4 o'clock, Ryder Giles, 4.30, Bryson World, 5 o'clock, Zach Agnos. We'll mix in some ECU basketball talk at the tail end of this hour. Around 3.45, we'll talk to Joe Dooley, another right down to the wire buzzer beater and it goes against the pirates just as it did in philadelphia against temple uh, last second three ucf knocks off ecu we'll talk about the pirates returning home to take on south florida on wednesday and tulsa on saturday so joe dooley joins us later this hour we've also got some nascar talk in hour three when troy d is alongside we'll talk to big ed watkins former ecu football player former jack man uh, for many teams in nascar we'll recap the daytona 500 with ed watkins and kicking off the show to my left jonathan ellerby is here alongside hello ellerby what's up clipper good to see how are you doing today doing all right yeah. rough weekend yeah not uh not the way we all had it planned out but uh, a rare weekend that east carolina athletics makes it on sports center twice but not for the reason you want to watch ecu baseball the uh 
non-walk-off home run yeah. and then the uh, buzzer beater by UCF. Uh, just uh, some tough things that happen, but uh, certainly a great opportunity to get the train right back on the tracks this week. I think the Pirate basketball team has some good opportunities this week at home to finish up the uh, regular season. And then uh, baseball, man, they three straight road games. Can they uh, get their first W? It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting week. Got the Fighting Haymires of Campbell coming up on mm-hmm. Tuesday on the road as they will get back at it. We'll talk to the players coming up in a little bit. Uh, we've got Chandler Honeycutt and C.J. Schaefer joining us in Studio B. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? How you doing? How y'all doing? Good. Good. Good, good to, to see you. Good to see you and them. You and them. Yeah, good to see you. All right, uh, LRB, we'll get to our ECU baseball recap here on Pirate Radio, brought mm-hmm. to you by Farm Bureau, Brandon Manning and the team at Farm Bureau. Now is the perfect time for a review of your home, auto, and life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent. Call ECU grad, former Pirate Brandon Manning, with Farm Bureau Insurance, 531-1812. Brandon's clients always have a cell phone number. He's available before or after business hours. Call Brandon today, 531-1812, to schedule a review and get a free quote. Shout out to Brandon Manning. He was correct on Friday. We asked who was the would be the first Pirate to hit a home run this season. He said Alec Makarevich, and he was correct. He knows his baseball. Yeah, Brandon Manning stopped by his uh, beautiful new office out in uh, Winterville. Very, very cool stuff going on. Oh, and three, Ellerby. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if I could have said this last week that hey, would you would would you even remotely believe that the Pirates could go zero and three no. over the weekend at home? I just the Pirates. I think I go tweeted out they lost four games at home total last year. And I think they've now lost three to start the beginning of this uh, this season. But uh, it was tough. Uh, controversial call on Saturday where the Pirates had a victory. And uh, I, I just saw that play. What, what was your take on that play? From for you, you had a good good view of it from, from behind the PA. Mike. On the timeout? Yeah, the timeout. I, I just think it's one of those, like, Haley's Comet, like, freak deals where it was just uh, – something that happened unlucky for the pirates at the exact worst possible time if that had happened at any other moment in the game it wouldn't have been as big of a deal but the first base umpire max stokes calls time pirates hit a home run it almost looked like stokes was then (laughs) i think if the first baseman would not have pointed at him like he called time he called time then stokes might have just kind of hit it game over runoff you know pirates celebrate pirates win game two but because the first baseman heard it and he's pointed out max stokes couldn't say you're lying i didn't call it so he did indeed call time it's like unfortunate it's again odd weird just totally unlucky for east carolina now at that point can the home plate umpire or the crew chief whoever overrule them and say it had no bearing on the play you called it too late play stands maybe but again just kind of one of those weird deals and it it goes against the pirates this time yeah my question is you know i I agree with you it kind of looked like if you watch the videos that if the first baseman's not pointing at the umpire saying he called tom because if he really called tom wouldn't he have stepped in the first baseline and stopped uh 
It was not a very emphatic call. No, I mean, the guy ran the bases. Yeah. You would stop the guy. I mean, he was at first base. Obviously, if when you hit a home run, you have to go to first. First, why would you not just hold your hands up saying play was dead? I think at that point he knew he kind of messed up and maybe yes. was trying to sneak out of there and say, I didn't call time or it was didn't. Yeah. Just very unfortunate. And very unfortunate. I mean, that he's trying to put themselves in that situation that they hadn't played better all weekend. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, what, what happens if, uh, you know, the Pirates hit a home run there? Do they, do they get the confidence and play better on Sunday? Who knows? But uh, certainly one of those bizarre calls that you'll know where you were <laughs> or if you remember this baseball season for anything, maybe how it started. It was, uh, you know, a walk-off that didn't happen that the Pirates made Sports Center and Twitter break on uh, Saturday evening till you know, maybe they can get on a run the final 50-plus games and uh, turn this thing around. Obviously, the news last week with, you know, Wizenhunt, I think, uh, was, was shocking and a developing story that no one really expected. So, uh, there's this team has faced a lot of adversity just three games into the season, and uh, Cliff Godwin, uh, I know, is, is really going to have to dig deep and uh, really press these guys to uh, get back on track and focus uh, on a place in Bowie's Creek where the Pirates hadn't had, you know, they, they've struggled there at times and, yeah. and down there against Campbell. Always so. seem to get hurt there. Yeah, there's, they got that, that turf. That turf, and I remember it seems like. I want to say Dewanye got hurt every year. Yeah, that he slid down there and he he would get hurt. But yeah. there's always something that happened. But uh, next man up is uh, got to be the story for this ECU baseball team. And someone's got to step up. Someone's got to get the uh, team up and going. And, I, and I, I really look forward to the players that are coming in over the next few hours just to kind of hear what their mindset is and uh, you know what their approach is as they start this new week. Yeah, and again, on the, the call on Saturday, Max Stokes is, uh, I mean, a lot of people probably know him, but he he like, he like runs the scoreboard sometimes for ECU baseball games. Like, they pay him to run the scoreboard. And so, if you think, like, he's this anti-ECU guy, I mean, it would kind of be the opposite. Like, he he's around here doing stuff for baseball, basketball. He's also a, a, a trained official. He's ran a lot of games there umped a lot of games at ecu so it was not a case where he is intentionally screwing the pirates i'm sure he feels like crap that he basically cost them the game on saturday but uh hey look good people awful timing good people make mistakes and uh i mean i think it was flat out a mistake that uh it was as i said i think one of the big flags is he didn't step in the first baseman line and stop the guy for it. Like, hey, I called Tom. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, the guy got the birdhouse put on his head. I mean, it was, I was like, I was standing in the jungle. I was like, holy cow, we just walked it off. Well, I knew something weird had happened the way Palumbo really wasn't celebrating that much. The umps started coming together. Like, I knew that there were, I, I, I don't, I didn't know, I, I thought it might have been foul. Like, I don't know why. And it was kind of a half hearted celebration. Yeah, there was the, cone but it didn't feel like a walk-off yeah it, it was not the wild crazy water flying everywhere that, that you that. normally think of or like the players running around the field and stuff but yeah. man it, guys it just it was just a heartbreaker so i, I think this week is real interesting to, uh can the pirates i i feel like they need to get their first win on tuesday in Bowie's creek and then uh that three just to that three game and maybe split the one one of the games in chapel hill and then come back sunday to try to win that series you know i, I think that could really be 
uh, the week uh, the Pirates can go three and one. And I think one of the shocking things for East Carolina baseball, but also a tremendous respect, D1 baseball and baseball America, the Pirates go 0 and 3 and uh, stay in the top 25 at number 25. I mean, that that's as shocking to me. This is what we complain about in other sports where they look at a team from the ACC or something and say, well, I know their record's not that good, but they're still top 25. In baseball, ECU gets that benefit of the doubt. It does. And we are taking advantage of our past record and reputation because they didn't look like a top 25 team this weekend. But baseball and basketball, the things can be such a fluid situation. It's more it's more cement and asphalt when you're in the poles than college football. It's it's hard to move in. It's easy to fall out if you're East Carolina. East Carolina could get to like 15 and then lose a game and then you know fall 11 to 12 spots back and be out of the top 25 in football real fast. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they're going to have to have a big. I mean, I think they're going to have to go three and one this week if they want to stay within the top 25. Redbeard says, trained official needs better training. Also, he should find another scoreboard job. Probably shouldn't be allowed back. You said that's so mean. You think that's how Redbeard would say it? I think that's how he says everything. Again, this is not like a strike or ball or a safe or out call. This is uh, I can't see, so I'm calling time. It just have maybe he needs better vision or better sunglasses. I don't know. Yeah, I, and that's, the, and that's <laughs> it's the, not like a bad call. And that's a, the big question. There's always been the debate: should the refs and umpires have be available to the media after games? I mean, that would have been a doozy on Saturday. I mean, how, how about you know you got Cliff out here in left field, you got the umpire out in uh, center field, and uh, you know maybe maybe Cliff will have a comment on. Uh, I'm sure he has probably sent some emails or, or talked to officials. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But, you know, it's, it's you know you can't change it at this Cliff point. probably doesn't want to see him at a game ever again. It'd just be tough. I would think it would be tough to look at him, you yeah. know, being like, hmm, you know. All the memories come flooding back. So Tough stuff. Uh, in addition to SportsCenter and, and Barstool and everybody that picked up this, it's been all over the Internet, uh, John Boy picked it up today. Uh, folks like Josh and Robert uh, know who John Boy is. They're commenting about it. He breaks down videos. He's popular in the Major League Baseball space, uh, but he breaks down videos of ejections, of kind of crazier plays, and does a great job of reading lips and verbalizing those uh, through videos. But he picked up the ECU video, put it out on his stuff. So uh, our pirate, pirate listener, Cameron, uh, put out the video that was picked up by barstool, barstool and everybody and so it's out there everywhere what I, maybe good exposure for ecu i don't know i don't know what good it does but uh a lot of people across the united states and the world have seen uh, how east carolina was screwed on saturday yeah well um maybe it'll be part of the story that uh if the pirates turn their season around and have a great postseason run that they'll say hey look Here's how it started back in Greenville on uh, February the what nineteenth, on that Saturday afternoon. Pirates zero and one. Thought they were one and one, but uh, from that point on, they went on to win forty some games, and here they are for the first time in Omaha. <laughs> there you go. So you're writing the storybook script. Look, there's there's the one thing with baseball, and, and look, I thought for sure they would win on Sunday, 
everybody yeah. was starting to write them off when they got down. I was like, well, it's, you know, they came back, but they just a lot of un- unforced error, you know, just errors and just mistakes, past balls, just just a lot of bad bad mistakes that uh, just really shot themselves in the foot. A lot of negatives. We'll dive into them with the the players when they come up, but a lot of positives as well. I thought starting pitching for the most part was good. Garrett Saylor uh, hoping for a a good solid outing from him Friday in Chapel Hill. But Jake Coochmaner looked fantastic going six innings on Saturday. And then I thought Jake Hunter looked good on Sunday in his debut for East Carolina. So something to be happy about there. Also, some young bats. Um, Jacob JJC. Uh, Cowart. 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 What's the middle in uh, middle? Jenkins. Jenkins Cowart. Uh, him, uh, Carter Cunningham at times. Uh, you had some some new faces in the crystal play yeah around McChrystal. uh i thought that some of those younger guys looked pretty good um world swung it okay and, and agnos looked pretty good throughout the weekend and then you've got guys that they just are gonna have to pick it up so there were, there were some positives the other thing that was i mean the fans great crowds i thought yeah, really good crowds. friday saturday sunday and a great weather for opening weekend to be i mean a lot of people like uh your five o'clock co-host troy d couldn't stand the 55 degree weather said it was too cold for him but uh he's got to get some thicker blood but uh I, I thought it was uh i thought the weather overall was as good as you could ask for for february opening weekend and it uh, looks right right now for sunday that four o'clock game with north carolina i'm hoping uh, pirate nation will get out there and uh, pack the jungle get a huge student contingency out there again and uh maybe maybe that could be the uh as they go for the sweep or go for the series win on sunday so uh hopefully uh it starts again tomorrow though against campbell so last time we did this north carolina series it was one 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 the uh the saturday game was in durham right right and the pirates won that two games to one Mm -hmm. i want to say so uh hopefully they can have similar success this year Uh, it'll be two games in chapel hill friday saturday and then on Sunday, 4 o'clock, a later start for a uh, Sunday home game. 4 o'clock Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So uh, there is your Farm Bureau ECU baseball recap here on Pirate Radio. We'll have a lot more baseball talk throughout the day with C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and Zach Agnos. Pirate hoops losing at the buzzer, Ellerby. Yeah, back to 13-13. and 13. So ECU is going for their third straight road game win win yeah they've played games on the road before (laughs) just not necessarily won them yes uh for as far as i'm concerned an all-time record three straight road wins i don't know uh but played right there with ucf for the second time this year you may remember the first meeting against ucf went into overtime after their guard perry hit a late three right ascended into ot this time they hit one at the buzzer to win it so east carolina now we'll come back home. They'll take on two teams that they've already beaten this year, South Florida and Tulsa. Try to get a couple games over 500, and then we'll uh, finish out the regular season on the road at Wichita State. So just three games left to go, regular season. Yeah, so uh, really two important home games. If the And the Pirates, are, all three of these teams, it's like Wichita, ECU, and I believe Tulsa, then South Florida, and kind of the bottom of the yeah. AAC standings. So uh, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of opportunity for East Carolina to win this week. Uh, dare I say they might even be favored at home on wednesday and saturday i would say they're going to be a favorite on wednesday and i'll let you know about saturday after wednesday night depending on what happens wednesday pirates pirates win then they they probably are favored against tulsa pirates by three wednesday night 
that, that sound fair? Is that what you're going with? Two and a half. Okay. CB Sportsbook. I said they would be two and a half point dogs at South Florida. They were two point dogs. I'm going to say they're going to be three point favorites at home on Wednesday. I'm going to go Chandler two. says two and a two half. Two and a half. I'll go two. All right. Mm. And we'll go four. Okay. Pirate, Pirates are going to be a four. Four seems kind of high. I know, but I just want to be different. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Wednesday night, Minji's Coliseum. Looking forward to the Pirates being back home. Uh, we've got an ECU women's team, Ellery. They've won three out of four. That's good playing good at the right time we'll talk to kim mcneil coming up tuesday uh we'll talk to amanda moore on wednesday lacrosse went two and zero this weekend they're three and zero for the first time ever there's a, there was Thank a lot you, jeff Confer. there was a lot of uh activity over at uh, the softball team was playing lacrosse yeah. was going on baseball there was a lot in the terry holland athletic complex over there was uh, busy so this week we will uh keep you up to date on everything going on with ecu athletics wanted to mix in some of the positive talk amongst these baseball losses yeah so, did you have a so- any softball updates that they were playing did the you, wink uh did, picked did, up some wins over the weekend okay yeah you you seemed uh let's see what they did in the pirate clash officially are you, are you gonna you gonna give us updated i was too logged into baseball i knew uh, they got a win yesterday against uh was it colgate colgate i think all right the pirate let's see clash ellerby they went three and two or was it wagner they beat wagner they beat wagner and they beat colgate they had losses to Rutgers and colgate so mm-hmm. there you go the wink ellerby that was the pirate clash coming up this weekend this is totally different. The Pirate Invitational. All in Greenville? Or they will again play a ton of games coming up in Greenville Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It seems like softball. When they fire up the lights over there, they're just like, they don't, it's not a good day to play two. It's a good day to play like eight. We're going to just know? keep playing. They just like, and just fire the games and just keep going. By the way, Chandler, uh, you need to respond to your emails about doing softball PA. I was told. Probably should have told you that off the air, but. Yeah, I need to get on that get on that sir because people want to hear your voice out at the softball fields yep shirley rhodes is going to be out there doing some games this year softball shirley that's right i need to add my name to the list yeah get on that list sir all right ellerby that's what's going on at ecu uh what else you do this weekend uh no you know honestly i spent a lot of time at clark leclerc stadium i'll tell you what i didn't do this weekend what's that watch any of the nba all-star no i didn't watch any of that i didn't watch any of the daytona 500 either i did watch uh and listen to quite a bit of the daytona 500 i pull up uh, on the way home from uh clark Leclerc the mrn racing call yes or whatever it was fun i enjoyed listening to it when you go out to the baseball games like all day saturday and all day sunday it kind of i mean you get home i just kind of your weekend's over you're just kind of ready to, to, to park it on the couch and, yeah. and relax I did. Uh, I did watch Talladega Nights with my son. If that counts. <laughs> for, so you were in the racing mood. Yeah. So uh, Saturday night, he, he was uh, he was looking for something to do. I was like, Hey, I got a funny movie we could watch. Austin Cindric wins at Daytona. CJ, uh, youngster, uh, rich kid. Yes. That according to Redbeard. Yes, comes from a rich family. Daddy like runs the team. More or less. Okay. So there's the story there. I got to be honest, uh, and not to be morbid, but I. I wanted more action. Wanted more wrecks. Yeah. I thought there'd I mean, be you more. Can, you can want more action without wanting people to get hurt. I mean, yeah, I don't want yeah. anybody to get hurt. Yeah. What does daddy do? <laughs> What's daddy do? I couldn't. Who's your daddy? 
I couldn't explain it as well as Redbeard can, so give it like 60 seconds and he'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just thinking for my friend Clip Brock that uh, if his daddy does really well, he might want to buy the Washington Commanders. He is Team Penske president, Tim Sendrick. Okay. So he is the president of the NASCAR okay. team. Because he seemed to have some success right away if he's gotten his son into the uh, Daytona 500 winner's circle. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good driver. He didn't get there for no reason, yeah. but it's kind of... Uh, now his dad paid paid off everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the thing people say about Chase Elliott as well. You know, dad's Bill Elliott um, comes from a family of racing, so kind of talks talks about Chase Elliott like he's kind of handed everything, even though like you watch him race and the talent's obviously there. Right. So you just can't grow up off poor and off the mean streets anywhere Apparently. and be a NASCAR. You got to be Richie Rich. Right. Kind of like Troy. My daddy made some money too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you the boneyard guy? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, crap. You no, it's have. not me. No wonder oh, he's no. not responding to emails. He's too busy doing <laughs> the message boards. Hey, speaking of jerks, Ellerby. Yes. I've heard. Uh, I've you, been called out. Somebody referred to you as a jerk. Man. And they called us all off guard. I, I'm, I'm just I'm, not my hashtag not by Ellerby. Yeah, I'm uh, just uh, I'm 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 a little disappointed in myself if I've. Uh, that was a story from Friday. Tony yeah. Dunn said uh, he met someone at Dubuck, yeah. Dubuck, who uh, who worked at Parker's and said that one of the pirate radio guys was a jerk. And immediately Tony said, "Oh, Troy." <laughs> <laughs> and then my name was second on the list. Right, That's fair makes sense. No, but no. Uh, apparently, and he knew me by name. Apparently, Ellerby was the jerk, and he and he knew it by name. Well, of who it was? Yeah, or is the or is the story getting old? Do we? Do I need to go to the Buck scoreboard and get a recount? <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to Tony Dunn. Uh, now, I didn't, I didn't think Tony should tell this story on air, but apparently Troy gave it the okay to tell it on air. Of course he did. <laughs> it was a smear campaign. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go, Ellerby. So, you need to watch your manners out in public. Well, I'm going to go get some corn sticks and leave a big tip somewhere this week for All sure. Right. So There you go. Sorry to my friends at Parker's if I offended you. I, I will try to be better on my P's and Q's when I'm there. I feel like I usually am. Yeah, well, you got to you gotta go even higher I know. level. The, the, the standard's been set. I've been called out. The so. standard is the standard. So, so there's that. Yeah. Um, what else do we miss from over the weekend it's kind of in that that sports period right now the end of february where it's just kind of a little transitional period. major league baseball is kind of you know not coming on the scene which i think is starting to get a little disappointing that uh there may not be any are you getting disappointed that the braves aren't going to be able not to yet not until march madness is over until they get won't be able to defend their their title i'm okay right now you're okay we got a lot i'm, I'm super fired up about conference tournaments coming up and the ncaa tournament you do who, who do you think if you were picking your final four right now who would you take i'll throw gonzaga back in there but i'm trying to find my team to ride this year I watch I watch Kansas a lot. I, I might go with Kansas. I know Bill Self is a major choker in the tournament, and this is not one of his most talented teams, and that's why I like them. Um, so I'll go Kansas, Gonzaga. Michigan. <laughs> uh, that's all I got right now. Okay. Uh, I'll She's have not more bad. for you later. Yeah, Juwan Howard kind of took the, the big, big news this weekend. Yeah. We also have Brian Flores back in the NFL. Uh, yeah, he's suing the NFL and got a job with the Steelers. In the Big NFL. That's a good job. Oh, yeah, you're a Steeler. Uh, yeah, how many games does Dwan Howard get suspended? Uh, I mean, there's only the Pirates only have three left. So. so they've either got three or four. So, I mean, why don't you just – I would suspend them for the rest of the regular season and let them come back for the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. And hopefully they get to play like Wisconsin in the first round. Yeah. 
That's I, fair. I think I think that would be fair. I mean, it gives him some time to cool off. Apologize. What's your take on the um, handshake line? I, I mean, it's... Just keep doing it the way we've been doing it. I, I think... Because uh, there's been a lot of, like, Dickie V and others are like, quit hey, doing let's get rid of it. It's kind of... It's old, worn out, tired. Just do a hand wave. If you want to talk to a buddy after a game, do it. I, I just kind of... I mean, what... Uh, how many i mean are they having fights all the time or is nah. this, this i mean i think you can shake hands after the game yeah. i mean i think don't change in, anything in college athletics i mean usually i think the great thing about it is usually you know somebody on the other team and you may want to go up and say something to them afterwards so you know most of the coaches are pretty friendly um so i mean i just think it kind of shows some sportsmanship and as i said i mean if everybody starts throwing hands after the games then then maybe we need need to figure it out but uh no, I think I think you keep shaking hands. I'll ask Joe Dooley about that when we talk to him uh, hmm. later on this hour. Wonder if he's been in a brawl. I could see probably like in his early days in Jersey. I could see him brawling, but not. I don't think organized. I think he's been pretty tame. I think. I mean, I, honestly, I mean, we've had the Mike Houston and uh, Luke Fickle. Yeah, I mean, there's been some. It kind of creates. Some, I mean, for us in sports radio, I think it creates some good good fodder. I mean, there's always there's always been some. Didn't Jim Harbaugh give a hard handshake to somebody one time? A slap on the back? No, it was uh, was it Jim or John? And it was the uh, Lions coach Schwartz. Yeah, where they had like a handshake off, like I want to shake your hand. Yes, the guy on the plane. Uh, and they did like a super hard and a back slap. Right. And it was just I want to like, say it was Jim. Guys when he was with dudes. the Niners. It yeah. might have been. I and, think it was Jim. And I know it was Schwartz. It was Jim and Jim. It was Jim and Jim. Schwartz and uh and Harbaugh. Yeah. So yeah. I I, I mean I, I think it's good. I think it creates some good Good show, Ellery. Yes, thanks for having me here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, fat stinky hands. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. East Carolina reliever. CJ Mayhew joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk about the weekend, what lies ahead, and more back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. And let's head back into PRL. Here's your host. Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Clip Rock here. Got Ryder Giles coming up at 4 o'clock. 4.30, we'll talk to Bryson World. 5 o'clock, Zach Agnos will join Troy D and I. Uh, we'll mix in some basketball talk in between that. Head coach of the Pirates, Joe Dooley, joins us in about 15 minutes from now. But joining us now in the Pirate Radio studios, East Carolina reliever CJ Mayhew is here. CJ Good to see you again. How you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Rough weekend for the guys. 0-3. Not the start you wanted. Not the start you probably thought you'd be mm-hmm. in right now. So, uh, I don't know. What have the conversations been like since uh, losing yesterday 
amongst the team amongst uh, yourselves and the coaches probably some tough conversations but what's been said uh since then cj no uh i mean there's been tough conversations but uh we're just kind of picking out what we can learn from it and uh, you know we're not going to hang our heads on it too much because play tomorrow you know yeah (laughs) another opportunity uh coming up tomorrow against campbell cj let's talk about your performance over the weekend we saw you on saturday uh went through the sixth or the seventh unscathed and the ninth unscathed and then that eighth uh gave up an extra base hit and then i guess the one you really want back is probably the wild pitch right what happened on that one just got away from you nah yeah um it's kind of crazy i went out as i was coming said i I had him. I, I don't know. Just someone was telling me to step off and or something. Just call time or something. And uh, I just decided to go ahead with the pitch, and it just got away from me. One of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a freak occurrence. Crazy. But so again, you got through the seventh easy, and then you come back to your credit, go through the ninth, and do your job. Hey, let's get to the bottom of the ninth. Let's walk off here and let's pick up a win. Yeah. And that kind of happened, but it didn't. <laughs> you, you got the home run. You're celebrating. And then you're saying, what the heck's going on here? So what, what was that moment like for you guys? A lot of confusion, I'm sure, at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for me, going back into the ninth, uh, uh, Coach just told me, hey, just leave the score right here. And so uh, I was just trying to go out there and do my job. And then uh, when Justin hit that home run, yeah, I, did, I didn't – I honestly, at first, I was like, maybe maybe he called it foul or – Yeah. And I, did, I, did, I never – you know, I never – I didn't even know – like a first base umpire somebody could call time like i thought that was just granted from the uh, home plate umpire but uh no nah, i've never seen anything like that so. you gotta celebrate <laughs> you have the uh the birdhouse like yeah, hey, and then yeah. you gotta go out and try to do it all over again so that had to be uh, i don't know like a, a momentum killer there yeah, or uh you're, yeah. you're on top of the world and then you gotta you realize hey we're, we're playing more baseball here yeah um I, I don't know if it was actually a momentum like killer because I think after that happened, it kind of pumped us up even more to try to win. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just didn't go away. CJ Mayhew joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Pirates off to an 0 3 start, but a lot of baseball ahead, including Campbell coming up Tuesday and then on the road at Chapel Hill coming up uh, this weekend. I thought, and we we're talking about some of the positives in with the negative, CJ, starting pitching. Uh, looking forward to seeing more Garrett Saylor on Friday, but man, Cooch looked like the old Cooch, and then Jake Hunter. You got you know about him. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, he looked good on Sunday. I thought starting pitching, uh, those guys did good enough to uh, pick up some wins this weekend. Yeah, they definitely put us in a a, a situation to win the game. Uh, Saylor Saylor did a really good job, and then Cooch, obviously, it was it was outstanding uh, what he did, and then Jake taking the ball as a as a true freshman you know his first out and out there he looked i mean you obviously like just watching the game you couldn't tell he was a freshman it's yeah. just, you know and that's how he's been all fall and spring and we didn't, we didn't have no doubt in him definitely gives you uh some something to look forward to moving forward that the pitching uh certainly in the right direction for 2022 cj how about you we talked about your three inning performance uh, and you threw, I think, uh, 40, 40 pitches thrown. Yep. Yep. Do, do you go into a weekend or a particular day with a pitch count? Like, is that a good number for you, 40? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, 40 and three innings. Uh, it's, man, it's not bad. It's it's all right. But, uh, no, nah, going into a weekend, I'm, I mean, I, I want the ball every day. So, <laughs> it's, uh, 
I I don't give myself a pitch count. I I don't know if the coaches give me a pitch count or not. They they don't tell me. They just you know they just let me know if I'm hot that day. And so and that's pretty economical to get through three innings and forty pitches. Yeah, uh, yeah. might have could have gone even more. But uh, how about as far as midweeks go? You always got to be ready. But do you expect to be throwing more on the weekends than say a, a midweek game, or could it be you know either game any any game? Uh, just any game really. Uh. I mean, I, I'm sure I'll be ready to go tomorrow if they need me or whenever my name's called. And I'm sure I'll be ready Friday whenever they need me. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do after? Uh, have you gone back and like watched tape? Do you get with Coach Knight? Like, what do you do after uh, a pitching performance like that to kind of scout yourself and grade yourself out? Uh, just, you know, sometimes I'll write down what I was feeling throughout just kind of my thoughts or, or, like what I was thinking out there through that, that out. But uh, I do go back sometimes and just watch the performance and see if, like, I was handling myself well or, you know, if I could see any body language or if I was getting down on myself, which I don't think I was. But, yeah, I'll go back and watch and just see if there's anything I can pick up on and what I can learn from moving on. East Carolina still, uh, to show how much respect you guys have in the baseball community, I know this doesn't matter to Coach Godwin or maybe even you guys, but still in the top 25 in some of the polls <laughs> – and now Bryant is also in the top 25 because when you beat a team like East Carolina three times, you also get respect. And, heck, you saw it, CJ, and uh, you were able to get a lot of those guys out. But uh, good lineup and it's pretty good baseball players that Bryant had this weekend. Yeah, no, nah, they're, I mean, they're they're a tough team. Uh, they, they, they deserved it, and uh, I'm glad they're in the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're Bryant fans, right? We want to see them keep winning, and, uh, and that'll make East Carolina – look even better i remember talking to you guys last week where the coaches provide a lot of the scouting and, and tell you guys on really game day uh what to expect so is that the case for campbell like you haven't looked at him too much or do you know a lot about campbell no i uh i haven't looked at him much uh yeah. actually one of my one of my best friends from high school he actually plays on the team so i've talked to him a little bit and uh no nah, we uh we haven't talked much about him i'm sure we'll dive into it tomorrow before the game but and every baseball game is exciting, an opportunity to go out and play, but anything added when North Carolina is on the other uniform coming up this weekend? How much are you <laughs> looking forward to uh, facing the Tar Heels this weekend? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a good good series. Uh, right now, though, I'm just more focused on Campbell right now. As far as your recruiting went, CJ, uh, who was after you, and, and how did you end up here at East Carolina? Uh it's uh it's it, it's honestly a crazy story uh it was like my i think it was my junior junior year summer uh east carolina they was talking to me and it was a kind of a long process uh i think roselle and palumbo came to watch me a couple times and then uh uh coach godwin came to watch me during the state games in the i think it was right after high school season kind of in the summer and i honestly i i pitched really bad <laughs> i pitched really bad when he came to watch me and uh i guess he saw something in me and gave me the opportunity all right good deal uh question from david what's up with the hockey stick uh for the celebration <laughs> this year what's going on there I, I i have not heard anything about it uh that was cooch's idea so it sounds like he is the, he is the one-man committee for celebrations oh yeah because he's the birdhouse guy too right well, yeah, it was Smitty, and now it's uh, now Tyler it's, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Smith. Uh, but Cooch is now the elder statesman, so so okay. I guess we'll have to ask him. Maybe yeah. maybe one of these other guys will know what the heck's <laughs> going on with the hockey stick. 
but that has been incorporated now into the uh into the mix uh douglas says it was Corey glore's fault that we lost so Corey leaves town and the pirates lose i, I don't know <laughs> we'll talk to the new radio announcer scott rogers on wednesday and blame him for all the losses yeah but uh yeah any any thoughts to that is it is is it the announcer's is fault <laughs> i don't even know who the announcer is <laughs> <laughs> okay there you go how superstitious are you cj when it comes to your uniform pregame ritual any of that stuff uh not as bad as i used to be not as bad uh so what, is, what did you used to be like <laughs> it used to be i like i had to like before games i would put on like the gear i'd put it on a certain way like i would put my socks on first and it was just like left foot first right foot oh wow yeah it was it was it was pretty superstitious thing uh but now i just kind of get ready and i think the only thing about the only thing superstitious is like the routine that i do before i go in the game to pitch that's what i focus on more i did not pay attention uh when i was out there cj what is the uh the, the warm-up song this year uh hammer by whiskey myers okay all yeah. right there you go folks if you're scoring at home <laughs> hammer all right good deal well cj uh appreciate you joining us today man good luck to you guys i know you guys will, will bounce back and get in the wind column and uh looking forward to seeing that and uh we'll talk to you again next monday man all right thanks for having me. all right cj mayhew pirate reliever joining us here today on pirate radio live we'll talk to some of his teammates coming up Ryder giles bryson world zach agnos later on on today's edition of the show when we return little ecu basketball talk we'll talk to the head coach of the pirates joe dooley that's on the way right after this <laughs> Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Alrighty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday, uh, President's Day. And there's hockey going on. There's already a hockey final from today on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, Boston beat Colorado 5-1 to one that final and at the end of one it is carolina and philadelphia on the plus scoreless it's on the plus blacked out in our area so i had to go to bally sports bally sports bally sports the number one for sports and uh whatever so uh yeah zero zero got some canes on during this monday edition of prl all right we'll uh, go back inside the players lounge and hear from Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, Zach Agnos later on in today's show. But uh, let's uh, talk a little hoops. East Carolina, man, trying to get their third straight road victory on a Sunday. And they come up just short, a last second three out of the corner. That was 1.7 something on the clock. And then they looked at it, they added some time, and uh, it was enough time for UCF to get off a three 
and hit the shot we'll talk about that and more now with the head basketball coach of the pirates he is joe dooley joining us on the pirate radio live line coach we appreciate your time today how you doing i'm all right how are you hey doing great and uh coach man another one we've seen so many of these games go down to the wire this year another one yesterday and uh the pirates lose it on a last second three and uh, the ball goes out of bounds they had a little more time on the clock gives ucf enough time to hit a three coach uh, what was your your take on that final play and uh i don't could it have gone any different for your guys uh, i mean i think one of the things you know what like we had tremont i think on you know tremont had done a pretty good job on we thought the entire time got a little pin in got a, a little bit off like that's the big thing tremont might have done was get a little bit of a higher hand and, and uh, you know, we told him don't get back cut and don't foul the jump shooter so now, there's there's three things you don't want to have. The first thing is you don't want the ball to go in the basket. The other thing is you don't want to foul. And uh, man, I thought Tremont had done a good job on him all day yesterday. There's some separation. Green is a really good shooter. He's almost a 40% three-point shooter. And unfortunately for us, he made a big shot. And the Pirates were looking for their third straight road victory. Of course, no road games, true road games in the non-conference. So you start out with, with league play. You don't have a road win until a couple weeks ago. Then you get two in a row, Coach. So your guys were, were playing good on the road and have played well on the road. Two wins and that narrow defeat on Sunday. But uh, I know you got to be proud of the guys, the way they've played on the road here lately. I mean, we've, we've played better. I mean, it's, and, you know, I think that we, you know, we played four neutral court games, which in a lot of regards is the same thing. But there has, with the exception of Houston and maybe Memphis, there's not, you know, there hasn't been a huge, and, I'm, and, and Cincinnati, there hasn't been a huge road crowd to distract you. So I, I do think that, you know, we've, we've gotten a little bit better. It helps when you get some, you know, Suggs, if it's Brandon Suggs being back, it helps a little bit. And, uh, you know, I thought we played in some spurs well enough to win the game yesterday. Joe Dooley joining us, Coach. Uh, another guy that's really come on. He's he's getting some playing time. Not just a few minutes yesterday, but you've had Alexis Reyes playing in in some big minutes here these last few games, and he'll look like a young player at times. You know, had a turnover in that USF game, but also had a huge offensive rebound and pass for an assist. Uh, had a steal on the defensive side. He's a guy that uh, you've put in the lineup here in the second half of the season, and uh, we see him getting better each night. Yeah, the, the offensive rebound might be the play of the game against South Florida. It doesn't, you, know, you talk about X, X, Y, and Z or what plays, and that was a real winning play, as was the steal. He was in the right position defensively, recognized that he needed to be weak side, and reacted on the ball. Uh, I think he did some good. You know, he had a little problem yesterday. He had a guard green. He's a little banged up, so hopefully we'll, uh, his foot will be better, you know, with some rest and some treatment. But he, uh, I think he's starting to figure some things out. Uh, you know, he played about six minutes yesterday and played a good stretch of minutes with, with RJ and uh, JJ being out. I mean, he's, he's sort of worked his way into a little bit of the rotation. Joe Dooley joining us. Coach, I'm, I know you enjoy this uh, this part of the schedule. Two home games coming up. You got South Florida coming up Wednesday night and then Tulsa, the home finale coming up on Saturday. So back-to-back home games here. You just saw South Florida and you already picked up a road win against Tulsa. So uh, a couple opportunities here to get more wins and, and you know, more importantly for you guys to, to relax a little bit, not have to get on a plane and uh, play a couple of home games here. Yeah, it'll be nice. You know, we've we've we'll be home until the following Friday when we leave again for Wichita. Uh, it'd be nice to be in our own, you know, practice in our own facility. You know, stay, you know, be able to get into a little bit of a routine. Obviously, we won't miss any class, so those things are all good. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll play well at home. I think the guys, you know, will, you know, will be ready to go. Uh, you know, gave them off today, and then uh, uh, after that long trip, and hopefully, we'll have a good day of practice tomorrow morning. 
Coach, while I got you here, that this happened yesterday while you're on the court. Uh, maybe you've seen it by now. The uh, incident between Juwan Howard, Greg Gard, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And there's been a lot of discussion from, you know, whether it's Dick Vitale or, or Jay Billis, guys who cover college basketball, about getting rid of the post-game handshake or if there's a heated game, heated moments, maybe just kind of wave at the end of a game. Uh, do you have a take on that, Coach, and what you saw uh, from that yesterday? I, mean, I think there's a lot of ways to look at it. The NBA, you know, they give the wave, uh, and the guys that want to talk to each other talk to each other, you know, including the coaches. They do that after the game. Uh, that's that's a professional. I think the, the other way you look at it is we're, we're supposed to be teaching sportsmanship. Uh, things do get a little heated. Those are rarities. They're not regular occasions. Yeah. So the amount of X amount of games, that happens once or twice. In, in the grand scheme of things, percentage-wise, it's very small. So I do think, you know, you factor in all those things also to see, you know, if there's a if that was happening once a week, you might really reexamine it. But right. it's more of a rarity than a uh, regular occurrence. Joe Dooley joining us, Coach. Uh, once again, South Florida coming up on Wednesday night. Pirates were able to knock off the Bulls uh, 65-57 just last week in Tampa. So what are a couple of things your team needs to do to get that regular season sweep against the Bulls on Wednesday? Well, we need to make sure that, they, you know, like Murphy and Chiwa and those guys don't get, get going. Chiwa's had a really good year. Uh, you know, Murphy is an elite-level athlete, great pull-up game. Uh, the, the green kid that transferred from George Mason is a guy that can really get going. And the kid they've had that's played really well from Sorrell Smith, who's the leading scorer against us last game, uh, coming off of the, had 17 and 18 the last two games uh, before they played Tulsa. So uh, making sure that those guys, you know, we don't have three or four guys getting their average. Joe Dooley joining us, Coach. Appreciate a few minutes of your time. Uh, good luck on Wednesday night. We'll see you in Minji's Coliseum. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. There is Joe Dooley. A uh, Man, a rough weekend got rougher when UCF hits that three at the buzzer to knock off the Pirates. Looking forward to being back in Minji's coming up Wednesday as the Pirates host UCF. And you've got back-to-back games. We talked about it earlier in the show where the Pirates uh, have already knocked off these two teams and Chandler will probably be road favorites, uh, home favorites, I should say, in these next two games coming up this week. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the line is. I'm going with two and a half uh, on Thursday night against Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, Wednesday against South Florida. So, uh, got a road win. Uh, one of the two road wins that the Pirates got back to back was uh, these two games right here, these two teams. Both so, of them. Uh, yeah. Can they get back-to-back wins at home against these teams? We shall see. Yeah, going for the uh, sweep. And uh, we'll be doing some late-night trivia after the game Wednesday night at AJ's. We normally start at 8 o'clock. We're going to push it back to, uh, so folks can go to the game in Minji's and then uh, they can come check us out. We'll start around 9.15 or so, do a uh, lightning round of trivia coming up Wednesday night at AJ's. So check us out for that after East Carolina takes on south florida all right pirate baseball returning home on sunday but three road games coming up before then at campbell on tuesday and then in chapel hill friday saturday we'll talk about that and look back at the weekend with Ryder giles he'll join us when we return and kick off hour number two of the show back with you on pirate radio live after this
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right, all right. welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact, contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Prop. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Brighter days ahead for the ECU baseball Pirates, but we have to recap a uh, sweep. Bryant came to town, took three of three from the Pirates. Right back at it, though, on Tuesday. East Carolina will be on the road taking on Campbell. Joining us, Pirates shortstop Ryder Giles here in the Pirate Radio studios. Ryder, how you doing, man? doing good what's going on say that one more time i'm doing good how you doing there you go doing all right <laughs> Ryder. as i said uh there's going to be much more fun conversations we're going to have later this year yeah but you got to have the tough ones too right yeah i yeah. guess so. only up from here uh no doubt no doubt and uh Ryder will talk about well, first of all uh, what was the conversation like between you and, and the upperclassmen after the i mean obviously a ton of games ahead mm-hmm. a lot more baseball to be played so it's no reason to throw in the towel or anything yeah. but what were the, the conversations like uh with you and your teammates after this series um well i mean you kind of hit it on the head you know we do we do still have uh you know 53 regular season games <clears throat> um it is important not to uh not to kind of throw it in i mean i know pirate fans is easy to kind of go ahead and give up on us right now but um you know it's kind of a kind of a wake-up call for us you know if we don't show up we're gonna get beat doesn't matter who it is uh doesn't matter if we're at home on the road if if we don't show up and play good baseball then um anybody can get beat so um definitely thankful it happened early in the season so we can learn from it and um you know um just just try to be better going forward got to be a lot tougher and you know i think that's something that we're going to do for sure and a lot of uncharacteristic things happened uh this weekend (laughs) we'll talk about the home run the walk off that wasn't a walk off in a moment but even uh rider giles errors happened this weekend Uh, we're not accustomed to seeing those riders so just one of those freak things is there a reason behind it you know how do you explain the the ease um well this this might come to a uh shock to some of the pirate fans out there i I did not try to do that um (laughs) you know that's that's something that i think it's overlooked sometimes but um i don't know i mean it stuff happens and um you know i made a bad throw carter uh couldn't come up with it it's definitely my fault um and you know we'll uh you know gonna be better going forward but um you know the home run thing i mean I, i've never seen anything like that and um you know i i kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye i saw um the first base umpire throw his hands up and i was like it's like what's going on and uh you know the the scuffle and not not a scuffle but like um you know the umpires kind of met up and i was uh j-dub had touched home plate and everybody's kind of going crazy and i was like i kind of came up behind him i was like hey uh i would i would get ready to hit again you're probably, you're probably, <laughs> probably gonna have to hit again so and he almost ran another one out yeah. of there so um you know props to j-dub for for keeping his cool and you know putting together a tough at bat yeah uh, and he was one of the newcomers we talked about it earlier uh with jenkins coward and mm-hmm uh you know cunningham a newcomer on this team and mccrystal there was some guys that uh had their first taste of 
ECU baseball uh, in front of a big crowd at Clark McClare that looked like they belong. So I think yeah. that's uh, one of the positives, Ryder, coming out of this weekend. Yeah, definitely. You know, anytime you can you can get a little bit a little bit of experience, you know, moving forward, it's definitely big. So um, you know, when you're thrown into it again, it's not it's not a big surprise. And you know, Jadab did awesome this weekend. Um, just man I, I don't know how he how he did it he he looked like he'd been back there every game last year he's only had two career at bats and uh just some of the at bats he put together um they were it was fun to watch it was really fun to watch him Ryder giles joining us Ryder, a lot of guys left on base uh for ecu over the weekend and you yourself <clears throat> got into some tough luck situations where if i recall you hit one sharply to third that yeah. was fielded thrown out and then hit one sharply taylor made double play so like yeah. those things happen <laughs> it's baseball i guess you moving forward you just say uh, those are going to be a little to the right or the left next time and go for rbi singles right yeah you like to hope so yeah. <laughs> um, you know i um you know we want to with a runner on third base less than two outs you know we want to work the middle of the field so that's definitely something i could have done better um you know i did hit it hard but unfortunately just right at him but you know maybe if i just chop a ball to second base we get a run there and um yeah i recall uh brian scoring on i think two infield hits and then yeah. one that just bloops right yeah. over you yeah in the left, so. yeah i know i hate it for uh for jake because man he was dealing and then you know uh infield single um bunt hit yeah. and, then, and then jam shot and he scores a run and it's like man he hadn't really given up any hard contact and, and he's already down and it's uh, i mean it's a tough pill to swallow but um you know hats off to him because he really stayed in the moment and did did really good that had to be a boost to the team after a bit of a down 2021 for jake coochmaner to come back and have that performance on saturday yeah he was awesome he looked uh he looked like the old coochmaner that we're accustomed to seeing um you know his fastball is <laughs> a little bit better than it used to be and you know his off-speed stuff still obviously really good but um the mentality he brings to the team is is the biggest thing and um it's something that that uh you know the the rest of us can feed off of and uh, i think we <laughs> joked last week Ryder, we might see you on the mound and sure enough we did <laughs> yeah. uh, this weekend and do you go into a game how much to, does cliff godwin or austin i'd say all right we might need you here or is it just when the situation calls for it you know how much uh kind of ahead of time do you know you're going to be pitching um well i it's kind of funny you know coach usually before every game he'll, he'll ask me you know you got an inning today and um you know sometimes it sounds a little bit sarcastic but um whenever i whenever i see him scrambling around in the dugout trying to find my glove that's when i usually yeah. get a pretty good idea that i'm going in so um you know, I like to pitch on Friday a little bit more. My arms a little more fresh, you know, we'll throw a little bit harder. But, um, you know, anytime, anytime they need me to go, I'm ready. Uh, some great crowds this week and uh, this weekend and, and moving forward, Ryder. And uh, we'll give them something to cheer about, I'm sure, heading on later into the year. But that had to be cool uh, seeing the crowd back uh, for a regular season game. First time in a while it's been like that. Yeah, it was. You know, last year was um, a little weird, you know, not having fans for – we're uh, not having a, a full stadium really till the regional and um you know it was it was definitely cool you know getting back out in front of them and um you know the noise and, and all that good stuff so it was uh it was you know you try to take the positives out of everything and yeah. um you know Dabo Sweeney said this in uh in the in the fall when Clemson was wasn't playing very well you know God is good whenever you're oh and three and he's good whenever you're three and out so that's that's something to, to keep in mind Campbell coming up on Tuesday, Ryder. My first piece of advice would just be stay healthy. It seems like a freak yeah. injury happens. And and what about playing on that turf as opposed to other places you play? Is it 
is it difficult to, to get used to that um i mean it's definitely different you know um their turfs it, like all the turfs kind of different you know there's a little thicker um you know you kind of stick when you slide i think duanye whenever he broke Man. his hand or yeah. um you know that was before my time but um from what i heard like he's stuck in the turf so that's definitely something you know that we uh try to communicate going forward like you slide past the base do you stick all that good stuff is it fast is it slow um so i mean it's definitely different than you know grass and dirt but um it's just something you got to get used to seems like again i'm thinking back to some super regionals and obviously you played uh in nashville at vanderbilt where did you play in the uh louisville i did super? i did yes. uh, are both of those fields are turf right yeah yeah they yeah. are yeah they're pretty similar um you know them um <clears throat> the one that really sticks out is wichita state those three were like pretty quick turf if mm. that makes sense yeah um so those those three were pretty similar and then you know elon and campbell and it's uh it's kind of some similarities there too and north carolina uh coming up this weekend you're uh from the the state so anything extra anymore added excitement when you take on uh, the guys in the the baby blue rider um yeah you could probably say that but um you know we're <laughs> more worried about getting our first win tomorrow no and doubt. um um, you know, then when Friday comes around, we'll, we'll be ready to we'll be ready to go in Chapel Hill. I don't think I asked you about this last week, Ryder. Your uh, recruitment and how you got to ECU. So who was coming after you, and why did you decide to uh, come to East Carolina? Um, I had a couple of schools. Um, you know, UNCW, Richmond. Uh, talked to Clemson a little bit, um, but I, ECU was the first school that I talked to. Coach Roselle. Um, I think I reached. He reached out my sophomore year, freshman sophomore year, something like that. And um, you know, Seth Manis pitched here. Yeah. He uh, he's from my same. He's from my hometown. Oh, and, cool. Um, you know, I grew up watching him <clears throat> in high school, and he just, I don't know, he just, I like, you know, you little kid growing up watching this guy play, like you want to be like him. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he came here. We came to watch some games and all that good stuff. And I was, um, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I knew that uh, this is where I wanted to be. Oh, well, now you got kids watching Ryder Giles that <laughs> from your area that yeah. want to come here, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. keeps the tradition going. That's right. All right, zero and three start errors and all that. We got that out of the way. Yep. We got to talk about the bad stuff. Yep. though. So let's end it on a high note, on some fun, Ryder. I do have a Ryder quiz for you today. Oh boy. Okay. So you're a golf guy, right? Yes. All right. So question one on the Ryder quiz: uh, This 2020 Masters champion was the top point scorer for the americans in the most recent Ryder cup who was that golfer uh it's gotta be dj dustin johnson is correct well done Ryder. do we have any uh can you do like a crowd effect uh just do your <laughs> yeah, voice give, give, me some noise. give me some noise there we go there we go <laughs> all right what year were you born Ryder? 1999 oh good uh Ryder die volume one came out in 1999 yeah there we go uh the last track on the album and my favorite track on the album was titled some x bleep i can't say the word some uh -huh. x bleep performed by this rapper that passed away last april rough riders rider die volume one some oh, x gosh. bleep was performed by this rapper you like to bark man i'm i'm <laughs> terrible with uh with chandler do you know this x bleep he liked to uh, bark dmx dmx is correct i knew it. you got a little help from the audience <laughs> well done all right rider final question of the rider quiz okay here we go uh you heard of the school rider 
Yes. Okay, they're in the MAC, M-A-A-C, yes. Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Do you know their nickname? What animal is their nickname? It is, uh, it is an animal, and it has four legs. Four legs. Is it a pony? It is in that family. It's a horse or something. It's in the horse family. Horse, pony. Family. Family. <laughs> um, Chandler, you want to Thank you, Brian Kelly. <laughs> you want to give him some help here? Stallions? Uh, you're all over it now i'll tell you what did you say oh i didn't say anything i was gonna guess oh he said stallions what do i was you gonna got? guess mustangs yeah you guys are just what else is there? the horse <laughs> <laughs> all right think nfl team and then shorten the name a little bit bronco all right shorten that bronc they are the bronx uh, the Bronx. Oh, you're wow. As in, not the place, but the B R O N C S, Bronx. Huh. Wow. So, I never would have guessed that one. I'm going to give you Chandler's answer. So you're two for three, six, 66 bad now. We'll take that. Not all bad day. at all. We'll take that all. And that has been the rider quiz. Good stuff on the golf there. <laughs> Thank you. That, Thank was, you. that was pretty impressive. <laughs> DMX way before your time. So yeah. I'm not yes. going to. Sorry about I'm not going to count that against you. All right, Ryder. Uh, what are you uh, looking at to. Uh, to improve upon as you get ready for this week three games on the road and then coming back sunday for the game against north carolina so mm-hmm. what do you want to do uh do differently that you didn't do this past weekend um i mean i think it's a pretty consistent across the board we just got to execute better offensively um runners in scoring position uh, stringing together tougher at bats you know obviously uh not throwing balls away is pretty pretty <laughs> obvious but um you know just just got to be tougher up and down the lineup um you know and drive guys in when when the opportunities present itself good deal Ryder. thanks for joining us man good luck tomorrow and this weekend and uh, we'll see you out at clark Claire on sunday awesome sounds good thank you pirate shortstop Ryder giles joining us here inside the players lounge we've got bryson whirl coming up he uh had a hit or an rbi in each of the three games uh, over the weekends we'll talk about what he saw out there and uh, what he sees moving forward for this Pirate Baseball team when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. hour of prl is brought to you by tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now back to the show all right welcome back greenville utilities neighbor to neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance for their utility costs you can make a difference your tax deductible donation can be added to your guc bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. And let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, thank you, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer producing as well, content junkie Schaefer as he's known, getting content as we speak. Uh, joining me inside the Pirate Radio studios, we continue on our Players' Lounge discussions here on a Monday. Pirate center fielder Bryson Worrell here inside the pirate radio studios bryson appreciate you coming down how you doing man uh doing good uh appreciate you having me on again yes sir and uh as i said to 
you and all your teammates will have much more fun discussions as the year goes on but never fun to talk about a sweep bryson but that is what happened over the weekend so i know you guys ready to regroup and uh and get back to the old ways the winning ways but uh didn't happen for you this past weekend so what was the uh talk amongst the team following uh sunday's loss uh for you guys um you know it's hard um you have such high expectations coming into the season especially big crowd there um i know we don't look at it but you're ranked you're expected to go out there and live up to those expectations but you know obviously we didn't and um after the game sunday coach Collins talking to us like hey like this weekend's over we can't do nothing about it so we just got to move on and learn from it but just keep playing our game moving forward Bryson, uh, for you, you had either a hit or an RBI or both in all three games over the weekend. So I'm sure you yourself say, hey, I could have done a lot more. But a uh, pretty productive weekend for you to open up the 2022 season. How do you feel you played uh, specifically offensively hitting the ball? Um, yeah, I felt pretty good. Um, coming into opening weekend, um, it could be easy to get out there and be anxious, um, overswing, do too much. Um, and I think you have to be aware of that and really slow yourself down. Um, just really try to simplify your approach, stay up the middle of the field, and I think that that kind of helped me out this weekend. You see some some live pitching, obviously, but it, it's got to be difficult. It's probably like football and tackling. You do a little bit of it in uh, right. in preseason, but you don't really do it until you, you get out there week one. Is that the same kind of for a hitter you're used to seeing your guys? So when you do see some different arms, it's uh, a bit of a jolt, I guess, for the first no, time in a while. It's completely different. Like when you have your at-bats in the scrimmage, you're up there and every, there's not many people in the stands. Everything's relaxed. Like, you know, the guy on the mound, you know what he throws. But when you go out there week one, it's like your heart's racing. You hear a lot of people yelling. You you kind of have an idea. You have a scouting report, but then again, the guys could change, especially earlier in the year. Um, so yes, a lot different. You have to really be um, aware of that. So when you get to a bat forty-five and one hundred and forty-five in the season, it's going to be different than a bat five. Like you kind of settle into it. I <laughs> yeah, kind of. Then it starts to feel kind of like a scrimmage. Like you get in that routine. Right. You learn to settle yourself down. And uh, good weekend in the field as well. I know you got your jersey dirty at least once. I saw one diving catch uh, over the weekend. Uh, so how do you feel you played in the field this weekend? Um, yeah, I mean I'll. I like the way I played. Um, had the one diving catch. Um, threw the guy out at home. Oh, yeah. The hose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's something that coming through the fall, I think Coach Godwin met with me in the fall and said, Bryson, you had the worst defensive fall I think you've had since here. And I think that's kind of me losing focus a little bit on the field. Um, the coach we had in the fall, Coach Macias, he talked, he sat me down to talk to me. He was like, if you just find a way to focus each play, like you're going to make better plays. And I think. Um, it's easier to do opening week. It's easier to come in there and mm-hmm. like focus on each pitch because it's, it's the first time you're doing it. But I think, yeah, just settling down, focusing on each pitch, um, allowing to make those plays. I guess that's the good thing about Coach Godwin. He never, you're never unsure about what he's thinking. He'll no, tell not, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like he says, you can, he'll walk into his office at any time. He'll tell you exactly where you stand. That's a, that's a good point, though, and it's probably difficult to do, uh, Bryson, to treat each pitch as if, as if it's the most important pitch of a game yeah. because you're out there for so long, but I guess it's part of maturing, growing up, and being a complete center fielder. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a trained skill. Um, you have to really think, like, like I said earlier, you have to think about it. Um, if you go out there and just look around, it's easy to like, miss a few pitches or not get a good like prep step, but yeah, you definitely have to think about it and be aware of it. And, yeah, that throw to the plate, uh, just perfect uh, to get the runner out. 
And uh, I, you were probably uh, happy that ball was hit to you, right? You were ready to no, drive I was, that guy. Yeah, out. I was definitely ready for it. I mean, we uh, I was we were talking about it before. Um, we knew the situation. Like we knew we had to go home with the ball. And I mean, I was I was ready for the play. Uh, was not even close. Had him <laughs> by a few feet. And then unfortunately, I think after that was when CJ. We talked to CJ Mayhew earlier. Had that freak ball go against the uh, yeah. the backstop, I believe. That was a weird one on Saturday. A lot of emotions, Bryson and course none more than the home run that was not a walk-off home run so when you go out to a baseball game you see something different every time you go that's the first time i've ever seen anything like that it went against you guys but uh what was that like for uh for you being right there in it uh, it was different i mean i was i was in the dugout and i actually saw the first base umpire like hold his hands up right as the pitcher was like starting his delivery so i was kind of like after he hit the ball like i was excited but then i was kind of hesitant i was like what's really going on um, then they started talking and reversed the call, but yeah, it was that was that was a tough call, but it's going to happen. I mean, it's baseball, but yeah. One of those things uh, went against the Pirates this time. Uh, got a lot of publicity out of it. I don't know if it's good <laughs> or bad, but uh, it was on Sports Center. Uh, Barstool picked it up. John Boy, are you familiar with yeah, John Boy? Am, yeah, he uh, did you see his breakdown today? I haven't seen his breakdown, <laughs> no, but I heard that. Yeah, he uh, he's on it. So everybody knows that the Pirates got screwed uh, over the weekend, but East Carolina uh, 0-3 after the start to Bryant and. Look, we talk a lot because we focus on ECU. We always see you guys. Sometimes we forget to give the opposing team credit. Uh, let's give Brian some credit, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're a good ball team. Um, there definitely are. I mean, um, I think they outcompeted us this weekend. Um, you can look at their bats, um, their defense, their pitching. Um, they got deep in the counts. They worked our pitchers on the mound. They pounded the strike zone. If um, when we didn't take advantage of their mistakes. Um, offensively as well and i think we expect uh you know josh moylan to hit better moving forward and and yourself and agnos to put together three four hit games but i think one positive bryson was these younger guys that, that you knew that, that we hadn't seen yet but the uh you know jenkins coward cunningham's a newcomer to the team uh will coxon has been around but these guys we haven't seen on the field a whole lot mccrystal as well uh, getting their real first real taste of ECU baseball and looking the part. And I think moving forward, that's a, that's a positive. How about you, the guys that maybe you hadn't been on the field with a lot that, that stepped up over the weekend? No, it was awesome to see. I mean, like you said, um, I was really proud of J-Dub this weekend, the way he came out, or Justin Wilcox, we call him J-Dub. Yeah. Um, he came out and like caught great, really swung the bat well. And also the guys off the bench, um, JC, Jacob Jenkins Cowart, he did great this weekend. And um, it was also good getting, like, the, we obviously lost a game bad on Friday, but I think it was a good thing to get some younger pitchers out there to get some experience as well. And the old veteran, uh, Jake Kuchmaner, looked good out there on Saturday. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Um, it's fun to play defense behind him, especially when he's rolling. He's quick to the play. He's getting guys out, so that makes it easy to play defense. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch, too, because he does keep it moving, unlike Bryant's guy on Sunday that actually <laughs> – got a warning i think there is like a 20 second pitch clock is that yeah what it there's is? a 20 second pitch clock um even if you step off it doesn't reset so that's why you see some guys sometimes like step off and give like a fake throw to a base even though uh, it doesn't really look like it's much but i guess the the fake throw resets the, the clock yeah how, how much do you guys talk about that when a guy is taking his sweet time when he's throwing over to first were, were you the run i don't know who the runner was he kept throwing over yeah i was at first yeah you kept diving back into first every play um but do you guys talk about that with with coach or with each other? Like, hey, step out, take your. This guy's going to take forever. Is it an adjustment you have um, to make? 
No, it's not really a discussion. I think it's just something that happens uh, on the fly. I mean, once he starts picking over there a few times, you kind of get in the rhythm that he's probably going to have that attention on you. So you just got to know it's going to happen. So in the field, do you like Jake and the guys who work fast at the plate? Is it the same? you like guys that work fast or guys uh, that take their time? What do you prefer? I prefer guys that work fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's easier, like we were talking about earlier, to stay locked in because if you have that downtime between pitches and you, when you're taking that full 20 seconds, it's easier to kind of – lose that focus and kind of look around the crowd look away in the dugout or something like that bryson world joining us bryson how much do you uh look back whether it be tape whether it be uh piecing and uh, breaking down your bats what do you do after a game after a series like the one this weekend or do you just kind of move ahead um individually i normally go back and look at my bats and kind of learn from them i uh, see look, i look at one bat say hey i did this good this that bad or i did this poorly this at bat and kind of write it down and just learn from it how much over the years uh, have you changed what you do at the plate whether it be your stance uh your you know your your front leg kick like <laughs> what how much have you you altered that or how, how much has it stayed the same during your time here i think it's changed every year really yeah um, i mean it's part of growing up i mean you kind of learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you and i think that takes time so um yeah as time goes on you kind of learn what what works for you and some guys uh like kept it consistent their whole mlb career i remember cal ripkin jr had like 10 stances in his <laughs> career he kept changing so it's really whatever you feel comfortable with yeah right? how about uh moving forward you bit as i told Ryder, my number one piece of advice uh when you go play at campbell is stay healthy it seems like somebody gets hurt yeah. every time you guys go to campbell how about the the turf uh, or what it's like in the outfield we talked to Ryder about the infield is it any different in the outfield from say um, east carolina i think the turf's kind of bouncing is if i remember correctly it's pretty thick i think my freshman year we were playing there in dewanye slid head first into second i think that's when he hurt his thumb or something but yeah. it's definitely an adjustment moving from um that thick turf from grass and they're a pretty good team uh you guys have had some good battles with them over the years and then north carolina coming up this weekend and uh i know you're excited to, to get a piece of the tar heels right yeah it's always fun to play north carolina i mean um in-state rival it's gonna be a big crowd so that's gonna be fun to play yeah some good crowds in chapel hill and then uh should be a great one sunday here at home uh, when you get them at clark Declare stadium so bryce uh what is the uh i guess what what's the pep talk going to be like going into campbell i mean coach godwin probably doesn't need to say too much after you lose three right so um yeah what's, there's what's not gonna, gonna be, be much much to say i mean you go out there you play you play your game um i think you can't put too much pressure on ourselves i mean even though we're zero and three we're still a good team and we just got to go out there and do what we do looking forward to uh some w's and uh talking to you again next week man appreciate yeah, you joining us i appreciate it bryson world joining us today inside the pirate radio studios love the uh 50 cent as well <laughs> thank you so you uh did you previously have magic stick yeah I had that that, that was fantastic <laughs> this year going with pimp I probably request, my favorite i had some requests to bring magic stick back so yeah i, I would be uh Might have to in the middle of the season or something i would be on board that that's a great uh great call there throwback all right let's take a time out we'll come back more to go pirate radio live zach agnos joins us at five o'clock we'll talk to big ed watkins former Pirate football player Jack Mann on the NASCAR circuit to break down the Daytona 500. That and more on the way. We're back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, do you have real estate questions about buying or selling a residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable if you have real estate questions. Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, it is be careful what sources are reporting stuff in the NFL season. Saw uh-huh. some over the weekend that Washington was had made an offer to get Deshaun Watson, and then it came out that it wasn't true. But I just saw this, Chandler. Was that from Adam Scheisty? It wasn't that. It was from just like a low-level guy trying to get his name out there. Um, And, yeah, on that note, this is from Straight Cash Homie. But it's a guy that sounds reliable. reliable. Yes. Covers the Vikings for the Viking age. Oh, I've seen this news. Does it involve a former Washington Redskins quarterback? The Panthers have reportedly made a call to the Vikings about it possibly – acquiring kirk cousins ew i don't think there's any truth to it but uh what i've seen and like i i follow a lot of fan accounts on instagram and uh those are kind of hard to you know a lot they get they steal a lot of it but uh it's kind of hard to believe the reports that they throw out there and that was one of them that i saw earlier um but what i heard was or what i saw was that he did not want to take a take a pay cut so he uh they they are already done talking uh, with the Panthers. Kirk Cousins gets paid like a Super Bowl quarterback, and he will continue to to, uh, to do so. All right, uh, Troy D. joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. What's up, Troy? Good to see you, Clipper. How are you? Doing great. Got uh, a couple big guests coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Pirate second baseman slash third baseman slash shortstop slash pitcher Zach Agnos will join us, as well as Big Ed Watkins, retired Jackman. Yeah. Retired lineman, retired and, Jackman. And Gasman. And gas former gas man. Too. That's right. He's a gas man. I've been calling him he a jack is, man. Uh, I think Jeff, at one time he was a jack man. Jeff then Carr he, is the jack man. Yeah, but I think he, Ed's specialty was gas. He's gas man. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, He's got that soda coat. Fuel stop. We'll see uh, how he enjoyed the Daytona 500. Usually. He's there working at Troy D. And I want to confirm with him that he actually wasn't there because he claimed he was retiring this year. But um, who was it? He works for uh, old coach. Uh, Redskins coach Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. He, he worked for Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah. Well, most recently though, he won with Bubba Wallace, didn't he? He's been with everybody. Uh, yeah, I thought his like real close tie-in was with Joe Gibbs, but it might have been his tie-in. But I'm saying he most recently was with Bubba Wallace because we saw him on Victory Lane. Yeah, that's right. What that's was right. the race? That was uh, that's right because that's Michael Jordan's team. You're yeah. talking about last yeah. year? Yeah. Talladega. The yeah. You're right. Race. That's a good point. So, but he's been with Denny Hamlin. He's been yeah. with several guys. Yeah. I don't, you know, I have to ask him if he's been with any of uh, Rick Hendricks' teams. All right. You know, I'm just curious. You know, I don't know how the, the, the dude's like a legend. You're the NASCAR guy, lane. not me. So I don't yeah. really well, know. Neither of you are the NASCAR guys. No, I, I know. We, we should have let it roll over until next week. But 
Yeah, because you lost. You can't make up change, rule changes after Neither the one of us won, so it's... I know, I'm just kidding. We have the rules set in place. Don't pull this crap, Troy. <laughs> Don't pull I, this crap. Just seeing if you're listening. It goes to the... Uh, it goes. Now, to, basically, it's not our winner. We For us, we have six drivers each. Whoever finishes higher. Now, this might have been the lowest one of our drivers have finished for a win. Ryan Blaney finishing fourth. God, I've never seen it go that far down. Kyle Busch, I think, was sixth. But if that race went one second longer... Bush would have finished ahead of Blaney. Yeah. Because Blaney got what blocked into the wall late, right. CJ. Yeah. And I think I had Blaney's one of my guys too. No, he's not, Troy. I oh, won not? with Blaney yesterday. Oh, how do you okay. do this? I got to look year? at the sheet. I, I, I thought I picked Blaney. No uh, wonder I meant to pick Blaney and I let you steal him. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I got the Bush brothers. Don't yes. try and take them this I'm year. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm All right. firmly in the Bush camp. Hey, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. How about some President's Day afternoon hockey, Troy D? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a holiday today, does it? Well, I'm working, so Me no. Me too. Canes lead the Flyers uh, 2-1 at the end of two. So there Where's you this go. game at? In Philadelphia. Yeah. There you go. All right. buck. The buck. Thank you, Chandler. All right. I like uh, the shirt, by the way. It looks nice today. Thank you. Thank I, was, you. I was talking to Clip. No, you were talking to me. That's cool. <laughs> Look, CJ's the only one that complimented you on your shirt. Yeah. When? Oh. <laughs> Twice. Today? That was the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about today? It's a new day. And this is a sweatshirt, it's by a the new way. Day. Yes, it is. That's more of a pullover. It is a pullover. You're right. This is a three-quarter zip pullover. Are you okay? No. You're going to a rocky start. I know. I, I just need a do-over. Yeah. I knew not to come in early. Well, you don't really start till 5. I know. I'm getting, this, I'm getting my warm-up reps this in. Is, yeah. this five is on I the air. Yeah, this is bonus time. This should be off yeah. the air. Correct. Warm up. This, this is, is your infield-outfield in, in right. baseball terms. Correct. Like those night shows like Conan, they have a comedian that right. comes on to warm up the crowd mm-hmm. before it goes on TV. Correct. Yeah, we're letting people see the behind the this scenes. Is this is my warm-up right here. Everybody likes the sausage. Nobody wants to see how the sausage is made. All right, Redbeard does know NASCAR. He said, Michael Jordan's team partners with Joe Gibbs, and I believe Big Ed did work with Hendrick and won a championship. All right. Thank you, Redbeard. We'll have to go over the Big Ed resume when yeah. we talk to it's, him. I tell you what, hour. he's got an incredible amount of championships, of championship teams he's been on. I mean, it is amazing, like, what he's got. And, CJ, it's seen – and, again, I'm on the outside of this, but it does seem like year to year you see drivers go to a different team, start their own team. Like, is it – how much turnover is there on teams, would you say, annually in NASCAR? As far as the big names go, you at least see a few every offseason that will change uh, teams or – you know, go open up their own team like we saw uh, Denny Hamlin do. I think it was last year, right? Was the first year where he had a uh, twenty-three eleven with Michael Jordan and Keselowski. Keselowski this year, this year did his own team. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we'll see it again. Whether I mean, it doesn't happen every year that somebody starts their own team, but every year we do at least see a couple uh, prominent names switch teams. And then what does that mean, Troy D, for the Ed Watkins of the world that they kind of bounce around and follow yeah. different drivers, different team so boy 150,000 people down at daytona this year it's impressive yeah the visuals looked good this year and uh, they got it ran on a sunday with good weather yeah. which seems to be rare uh in the last few years yeah past two years they didn't get it done been a on lot sunday. of monday daytona 500s yep. or either like midnight finishes i've seen those before as well so uh all right we'll talk about that with big ed Look we'll talk to uh, catching up with him pirate baseball with zach agnos pirates yeah. swept troy d 
to start the season. Yeah, I, you know, I've been thinking about this. I was talking with a friend earlier. I've got an analogy for this that I think would it be helpful to Pirate Nation if you'll be so kind to let me share that with you. Mm-hmm. All right, if you don't want me to, I won't. Go ahead. I said, mm-hmm. okay, I was just checking. Uh, all right, here's the deal. I, th- this has a lot of similarities to me, the start of baseball season this year. Very similar to the start of ECU football season. If you go back to the start of football season, do you remember how the Pirates started the football season? 0-2. Mm-hmm. Tough loss on the road at App State, even though it was neutral side, it was away from home. Uh, even tougher loss at home against South Carolina. And I remember Clip being here, and I remember trying to calm people down, saying, look, this team is a good team. They're losing by a small margin. The season is not over. We're only two, but people were ready to jump off the Green Street Bridge after two games. So are you bringing this up so you no, can say no, no, like, I, I'm you just, were right about something? No, I am trying to draw a correlation here. Okay. Stick with me. I, I'm with you. And, and yes, I was right You're about starting football Starting to talk season. a lot about yourself, though, oh, in this that, correlation. This, <laughs> that, that, that assessment of football was correct, that things did turn around. People were quick to jump all over Holt Nailers and other folks. But by the end of the season, they couldn't sing his praises enough. You know, and and that was my point. Calm down. Let the season play out. Things had a way of working out. That's how I feel about ECU baseball. Calm down. It's a longer season than football. We we lost a couple of these games by a very small margin. Bryant is probably a better team than most people give them credit for, first of all. We, We made some plenty of unforced errors, mistakes on our own, admittedly so. We also got screwed by an ump, like we're used to in football, usually getting screwed by a ref that costs us a game, which regardless of what happened this weekend, that terrible call cost them Saturday's game. There's no there's no question about it. No one's even arguing that. Um, but I think East Carolina can have a bounce back just like they did in football, and I think people just need to take a deep breath and relax and say, okay, it wasn't the start – that folks that had hoped for, especially the players and coaches, much less the fans. But I do feel that this isn't over. The season's not – there's so much to play for, and this is going to be kind of like the football situation where maybe it gets off on a tough start, but then the turnaround happens. All right. So I'm just saying, remember it happened with football. I do feel that situation could be similar with baseball. Okay. That was my analogy. I think your analogy is going to be uh, spot on. All right. Thank you, Clip. I appreciate it. It's quite a compliment. Hopefully that starts tomorrow Yeah, and it, the Campbell fighting Camels. And that, look, that has been a game. Campbell has been the old bugaboo for us, especially on the road. That is not an easy game to bounce back on. But So that'll be a legit win in my book if they can go on the road and beat Campbell midweek, Thursday night, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, Tuesday night. That's a tough game for us All right, traditionally. Sassy more. It's I'm not saying they're in a tough league, but that is a tough game. Good kids. They are good kids in Campbell. Boo, he's great. He has good kids. That's but, right. Um, so this will be a good time for a bounce back game. Yeah. And build some confidence going into Chapel Hill. You got this kind of little bit different setup going to the weekend. Two games there, one game here. So it would be nice to build on that momentum. Great crowds this weekend, and looking forward to another big one on Sunday uh, when North Carolina is here. That is a 4 o'clock start time for the home game 
coming up on Sunday. And uh, as you said, Friday, Saturday in Chapel Hill. Interesting start time for Sunday. I can't remember a four o'clock start time Sunday game here at Greenville. But I get, you know what? It's giving people time to get there. I think there'll be, and let's see what happens the rest of this week. I think there'll be a great crowd out there Sunday for the Tar Heels. The, that always brings the the fringe fan, the folks that aren't maybe even baseball fans, but they want to. If they only come to a couple games a year, these are the type of games they come to. So I think you'll have a huge crowd out there Sunday, and it being later, yeah, people can still go to church or do whatever activities they need to get done Sunday, and then by Sunday afternoon, you can get to Clark O'Claire. So I kind of like the start time at four actually. Some positives uh, over the weekend, and we'll discuss those uh, with Zach Agno. Starting pitching, for the most part, good for East Carolina. It was great to see the old Jake Coochmaner, Troy, who you yeah, know well. I do know him well. Big Jake Coochmaner. We share guy. a similar haircut. <laughs> that is true. Uh, he looked good. And then on the flip side of that, the youngster, uh, Jake Hunter, looked good on Sunday. So I think you, from your starting pitching, for the most part, you you got some winning pitching. The, the bats didn't back it up and then of course uh max stokes at first didn't back it up on saturday uh with the pirates getting hosed there on that one yeah what did you when you, that happened uh in real time you were calling the pa that day right uh what did y'all realize what it was right away or no i realized like, i that thought the call was are they trying to decide whether it's fair or foul that thing was in i thought that was what they were meeting on i had no idea until later yeah that that the first base guy could even call time wasn't even relevant to the play and yeah i I don't no we didn't know right off the bat i knew that the game wasn't over when Uh, i saw bryant's players not exiting the field i knew something was up because usually they just run right off the field and uh, they were just staying put so but that got a lot of national attention yeah continues to do so that uh, that play or terrible call i should say and it, I mean, it's, it wasn't even a call. It's just, it's like a freak deal. It's like, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, first of all, like I was talking to Ryder about it, like the batter what was left handed. So if it was a check swing, it would be the third base ump that would make that call, he was saying, not even the first base guy. So I, you know, it's, not, if it was the main guy behind home plate, that's where I, you usually see Tom. I, I get it. This guy's not even in the play as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and, you, and it seems like the the windup's already going on. Like I just, it was late. You do want all your umpires to be able to see going into every play. I think that is important. But yeah, it was a late call. It was also not very demonstrative. Where again, I think if the first baseman for Bryant doesn't point to him and be like, "Hey, he called time. He, he called time," then Max Stokes might have just tried to hit and say, <laughs> "I didn't call anything." Run off the field. Ball game's over. In that John Boy video. Um, he kind of zooms in whenever uh the first baseman is pretty much snitching yeah hey and he's it says that max stokes goes no don't shut up shut up up." (laughs) yeah and then cliff gets tossed and but that ball i mean that pitch could have been a ball it could have been a a pitch of the right it is and that would have meant nothing it is literally the worst possible time to be a home run a walk-off home run for the pirates yeah Hmm. It's just that's a hard pill to swallow. And then he almost yeah. he got right back up there and almost did it, did, it again. Uh, almost, yeah. A couple uh, pitches later, almost knocked it out of the park again. Was back to the wall, I think. And yeah, and could you imagine being some? Could you imagine being that kid who just r- r- rounded the bases, celebrated <sighs> with his team, 
and is told to go back in the box and try it again and almost does. So just a, it's a tough, like, like Clip says, it's a freak deal. AMAC did hit a home run the following inning, but unfortunately the Pirates uh, gave up two in the top of the 10th. Uh, so they fall by one on Saturday, lose on Sunday, and uh, not the start we thought we'd see for ECU baseball. And then uh, ECU basketball loses a heartbreaker yeah. at the buzzer. I know you talked to Dooley earlier, but man, that's a, this was a tough weekend. I said it online. Sometimes it's tough being a Pirate. It was one of those weekends. Yeah. That it was. Uh, hoping for a bounce back Tuesday in baseball. And then Wednesday night, Hoops home against South Florida. They just beat them last Thursday. They'll try to do it again coming up in Minji's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And only two games left, home games, in the season. So if you haven't been to ECU basketball and you want to see it, your time is running out. You got Wednesday night and then Saturday is your last opportunity. Saturday against Tulsa, and they'll wrap up the regular season coming up uh, on the road against Wichita State. The good news is for them, uh, they are home basically for two weeks uh, because they have two home games and then don't play Wichita until I think the following weekend. So uh, they'll be and, home for a while. And I think we'll have to keep an eye on the, the Joe Dooley watch. You know, what will be yeah. the future of Joe Dooley? He's got one year remaining on his contract. It's kind of one of those. Well, that'll be after we win the conference tournament and go to the tournament. Yes. And then you've got to re-sign him an extension <laughs> then, right? Uh, yeah. And, and look, anything's possible. It could happen. You just got to get hot at the right time. Pirates have shown they can beat a big name, big brand teams after the wichita state game to wrap up the regular season troy d can you believe the pirates will only be 10 wins away from cutting down the nets national title i can believe it <laughs> you can believe well it. i think let's just take the tournament four wins to get to the tournament <laughs> okay it's fine. right yeah if they win four in a row yeah their last four games in the tournament i'm already looking at they're it. dancing i'm going for 10 10 and you're in you're getting greedy i'm just making the tournament right now all, all we right. gotta do is win four games in a row and you're in and they're all on the same court selection sunday they don't even have to go anywhere no just stay right there shoot win move on where's the tournament again this year the dickies arena in fort worth texas oh old dickies arena yep yeah. beautiful this time of year yeah all right let's uh take a break we'll come back hour three of pirate radio live on tap big ed watkins gonna join us but when we return We'll talk to Pirate infielder. He plays a lot of positions, uh, pitcher as well. Zach Agnos joins us on the other side. We will recap the weekend, look ahead to Pirate Baseball this week. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. 
All righty, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Been great to catch up with C.J. Mayhew, also Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, and now another Pirate player joins us in the Pirate Radio studios here on a Monday. A pirate infielder, Zach Agnos, joins Troy D. and I inside the Pirate Radio studios. Zach, great to see you again. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's always uh it's always the highlight of my Monday. The highlight of his Monday, he says. And, Zach, uh, we call you infielder because you played three different positions, right? Yep, I did. And batted three different spots in the order, I believe. Yeah, four, four, two, and one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the ultimate utility man uh, joining us here today. And, Zach, did not go the way you wanted it to go. So, after you lose three to Bryant, uh, what do you kind of do to, to reset? What's the conversation like with your teammates? What's the, the thought here on this Monday? Just got to flip the page. Um, we've got a good team tomorrow in Campbell. And uh, every time we go down there, it's always a dogfight. And they're going to be ready to kick us in the you-know-what, like they did my freshman year. And, uh, you know, we got to go in there and give them the, our best shot, too, because we're going to be getting theirs. And if we get caught on our heels again, then it's going to be the same thing that happened this weekend. How, how is the mindset of this team right now? You know, baseball can be a mental game. Uh, and a game of momentum too. Yeah. What, you got a lot of younger guys on this team. We were talking about it off the air. That, you know, some of these guys they're, they're not used to losing. They're, they're coming from high school programs right. that were successful. Uh, this might be the first adversity they faced in a long yeah. time. How do you guys handle that? Um, you know, honestly, we've done so much with the mental game. You know, Brian Kane, he's a big name in a lot of sports, and Chris Howes and Navy Seal, and um, the, I mean, they almost predicted it like they said some adversity is going to hit us yeah. now we didn't think adversity was going to hit us this early in the season but um you know just those younger guys talking to us you know just asking us what we've been through because you know i mean none of us coach Godwin mentioned none of us have been a part of the 17 season or right their whatever season and uh but some of us have lost some tough games like we lost games last year against elon that maybe yeah kept us from hosting a super um but you know it's the same thing i said you know we just tell them to flip the page uh today's a new day tomorrow's going to be a new day and we can't dwell on it or else it's going to happen again troy we were here for the 2017 season and uh just a, a weird year top to bottom and i wanted to get on and we'll talk tomorrow to evan krasinski who was on that team suffered some injuries that year but he has been a part of super regional teams and a, a team that went through a lot of adversity so we'll talk to him about that coming up on tuesday but zach you came in here right when you walked in the door like hey we're about to have a great week of baseball boys like i I love that and is that you think your teammates the across the board feel the same way you do you're confident yeah 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 definitely and uh, i was talking to coach godwin today and i think the one thing that i wanted to focus on was making a positive impact on others and i think just by me and bryson and Ryder and cooch and cj mayhew Skyler, bro all the older guys coming up and coming into the facility today with a smile on their face listening to music having a little fun in the locker room i think that goes a long way with them and that's something we take pride in is just giving off positive energy to other people so that they can uh they can continue it on well i think you're right about hey learn from it and then move on you can't dwell on it and look you got a big week this week if you have a bounce back against campbell on tuesday and if you can you know, huge series against the Tar Heels this weekend, a couple of the games in Chapel Hill, and then the final one here in Greenville. You guys take care of business this week. We're having a totally different conversation this time yeah, next week. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like I like Clip said earlier, I, I was excited for this week because uh, I got a good feeling about tomorrow. 
Zach Agnos joining us. Zach, we saw you uh, flash the leather at short, uh, played some second, played some third, and as we mentioned, hitting three different spots in the order. Had you lead off on Sunday, had a couple of hits just as you did on Saturday. So I know I talked to you, and you said defensively last week, no matter where they put you, you feel comfortable. Is that the same offensively in the lineup? Do you do you feel different hitting first as opposed to cleanup, uh, things like uh, that? Not really. You know, the approach is pretty similar one through nine um unless you know maybe one day i'm not seeing the ball well it might have me bunt a little bit more say i am seeing the ball well it might have me get my swings off earlier in the count but no i feel comfortable anywhere um you know i like i said you can put me anywhere in the lineup anywhere in the field and i'll i'll do whatever it takes to succeed so how much does uh coach ask you like hey how are you feeling today before they make the lineup he doesn't really ask. He always tells us he looks in our eyes. And uh, you can kind of you – know, Coach Godwin gives you that little glare in the morning. Like Sunday morning, he was giving us some glares and, uh, at breakfast just to see if anybody – we call it the glazed over look like, oh, <laughs> like I'm tired. So uh, he doesn't really ask. He just looks. And he's pretty good at picking out people with bad body language and people that have the glazed over look. Good things happen uh, during a game, Zach. Bad things happen during a game. You had an error over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Ryder had two, which we hardly ever see. And then we talked to CJ about him throwing one yeah. off the backstop. So, like, these things happen. You just kind of move on from them. But uh, I guess the important part is to not let it stick with you, right, even when you're out there on the field. Yeah, and, and you know, looking at the game looking at the game of baseball, you see the people with the most success. They're so good because they can just move on from pitch to pitch. Like Jacob deGrom, like, you only see his good pitches. But when he makes a bad pitch, it looks like if you just put the camera on Jacob deGrom – and he makes a bad pitch, it looks the same as if he just threw 101 right by it, dude. It, if he throws it to the press box, like he, you will never be able to tell a difference. It's just they're so composed, and they can just control their emotions in any situation. Great crowds over the weekend, uh, Zach, and I know you want to uh, give them some winning performances moving forward, but that had to be fun to play in this weekend. Yeah, it felt like a regional atmosphere. It sure did. Um, you know, I, I was getting chills, I, you know. I try to get uh, – I like how me and Coach Gowen were at third base trying to get the crowd into it. Uh, I don't know if it was Sunday or Saturday, probably both. Um, but, no, the fans are awesome. And fans, you guys got to stick with us because I promise you we're going to figure things out. It's just one weekend. We don't need to hit the panic button. Coach Gowen will get us right. And uh, the player, all the leaders on the team, we got, we're going to get us going. That call Saturday that took away the, the walk-off home run – uh, the game winner for the Pirates. It's been getting a lot of attention, as you can imagine, and it's, it's become somewhat of a national story in the baseball world. Yeah. Uh, what was y'all's reaction when you saw it, when you first heard about it? Wait, when you y'all were out there celebrating? Yeah. You know the the end of the game. Yeah. You had the birdhouse bird out. <laughs> you had the hockey stick out for the first time. I think. I had my cowboy hat on too. <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> you had everything rolling. Uh, take us from your perspective when you first heard they say hold on a second yeah. what, what was the perspective from your eyes your ears and then how did it go from there well I, I did see Mac the first base umpire put up his hands before the play so everybody was going out there I was kind of one of the last guys out of the dugout because I kind of I mean and he he called time I'm not arguing that he did and I love Mac Mac's one of the best was it dude. before the wind up or like as the wind up it was, was literally up? like it was like time wind up like it was As like, almost simultaneously almost yeah but i think matt got a little bit before um and so then everybody else was out there and i didn't want to be like look like i was selfish and be like the bad teammate so i went out there and i started celebrating 
and then I see Starling knocked off my cowboy hat. I was like, all right, I'm going to put that because that's kind of expensive. Like, I don't want to spend another whatever amount of money on it. But uh, um, And then Coach Godwin started getting into it. And then I don't know if you saw me, but Coach Godwin threw his helmet. Mm-hmm. And then he went and picked – I went and picked up his helmet, handed it to Coach P, and I just said something to him. I was like, Coach, we need you in this game. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. <laughs> but I think one of the umpires told me he's like, he's already gone or something like that. Right uh, when he threw it, the ump. Yeah, I, I think so. that's a rule. I don't I don't know the rules of coaching, but I guess, uh, I guess it's a rule if you throw any piece of your equipment or something. It's – so you kind of even before you kind of had a feeling you knew what this what it was. I I, I knew it was going to come back and, yeah, and it's terrible because J Dub's such a good kid and Justin Wilcoxon and he's put in he's put in a ton of work. Now to his credit, he almost hit it out yeah, again a did. couple pitches later. And I think that's the most impressive thing because you know he could be up there and be like, man, I just got a home run taken away from me, like my at bat's over. But instead, he smokes another one. I think it was right in front of the scoreboard that got caught just yeah. shy of the track or something. So, And you're calling the ump by his first name, Max Stokes, because he's done so many ECU games. Yeah. He's actually, would, when I am do PA, he's ran the scoreboard at ECU games before. He's a Greenville guy. Yeah. Like, he's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my favorite dudes ever. Um, he First thing first thing I saw him this fall, he, he gave me a big old hug and just said he's sorry to hear about my dad. And he's just a class act. And um, some fans were going at him as we we're uh as they were leaving getting the police escort and uh i just tried to calm it down a little bit and max he's just like i said you can't beat the guy he's a great guy and um you know it, you know and I, i'm sure he feels terrible but yeah. he called time and that's the rule if he calls and declares it then it's time it's just a freak deal that happened at the worst possible time because <laughs> yeah. we were saying if it happened on a ball or a strike or whatever no harm no foul well really. me and me and cj were actually talking out of the house if Jadup hit a ground ball and he called time and then Jadup hit a bomb after you guys come out on top exactly <laughs> but, but if, if like let's say that pitch was a, a ball would the first baseman have said anything and made a big deal no, about it some, no, it no. would have just been another play that went, it probably wouldn't have been but mag probably would have said i called time yeah i would imagine because the first baseman i got to give him credit yeah he, he as was chandler said uh he was snitching he said hey he called yeah, time. he, he was called like time. both hands he was like <laughs> into it. he's like yeah he called time <laughs> Uh, you mentioned, um, so we talked about Jake Agnos, your brother, critiquing you. Uh, I'll let you critique your other brother. Is it John, John, you said? John. So he threw out the first pitch. Yeah. Was it a little high? A little... little high, and he yeah. cut it a little bit. Uh, I was pretty disappointed because when he used to uh, he used to take me to Long Park, which is our baseball fields back home, and he would get on me about throwing, and I he would be throwing far, and I wouldn't be able to, like, roll it to him. Like, I was throwing as hard as I could. And uh, so he got up there, and it was emotional and stuff. I get it. And uh, I don't know if you saw me, but I went because he was in front of the mound. So that's the only critique I have. I mean, he's still got it in him. He's uh, and he, you know, John's big into working out. Yeah, he's a big dude. And he was complaining. He's like, "Oh, my back is straight." I was like, "John, come on, dude." But now he he still had a little bit of gas on the fastball. So I was pretty happy with that. I just wish it was on the mound. Pretty cool moment there uh, before the game on Friday, and. uh, I did reference it. Unfortunately, the first time I saw the uh, the Nico patch was during the Carson Wizen Hunt news that <laughs> yeah. came out. So I'm always, hey, I'm like you, Zach. I try to be positive, bright mm-hmm. side guy. Hey, that's terrible news, but man, that that Nico patch on the hat is yeah, sharp. But it's awesome. That's really cool that uh, the team's doing that this year and uh, looks really good. Yeah, it means a lot to us and my family. And you know, I I don't think in a million years my dad would ever think he'd be a staple in ECU baseball <laughs> and. Uh, 
so I know he's got a big smile on his face. That's awesome. Speaking of Carson, have you talked to him lately? And uh, is he in? Like, is he traveling with the team for these games? Or you know, uh, I, I'm. I, I know just, he's not playing right now. Yeah, but I just didn't know how much involvement he could have until. Then. Uh, we're not sure either. Uh, honestly, I don't really know what's going on. So all I know is the violation team rule. Um, Coach Godwin said he's handling it. Um, I've just checked up to see if he's doing okay and. He seems to be okay, and so that's uh, that's honestly all I know. And I would like to say too, as folks know, he is one of our pirate radio athletes yeah. too. So we, you know, we, I talked to Carson over the weekend, and uh, we, he is going to uh, once everything gets worked out, yeah, get back in the swing of things with us too. So uh, until then, we've kind of put that on hiatus, and yeah. uh, when he rejoins uh, the team, then we'll we'll get things back in gear here. But uh, wanted to address that too for folks wondering, well, where, yeah. where's Carson today? Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be put on hold until they get everything worked out. Awesome. I'm hoping to see his left arm back, but the uh, the old man still has something in him. Jake Kuchmaner looked yeah. good on uh, Saturday, right. Zach. And then the young kid, Jake Hunter, yeah. on Sunday. Uh, we've talked about it, but th- that's got to be a positive moving forward, something to build on. The starting pitching for you guys looked pretty good over the weekend. Yeah, even Sailor. I thought Sailor yeah. did great. You know, I thought he you know I, I listened to ak earlier and he said he didn't have his stuff well if he didn't have his stuff and he gives us a chance to win like that i think we'll be in really good shape um cooch looked awesome he's been doing it all fall all all spring before the season and you know that's just one guy that you want to go like i i want that dude to succeed so bad just because of the way he goes about his business every single day he's you know, he comes in the field, he cooks his own meals, he meal preps, he does everything. And, like, people like me, I go to McDonald's. No, nah, I don't go to I'll go to Chick-fil-A before practice. Like, I'll eat unhealthy, but hey, he does everything. You can eat healthy at Chick-fil-A. Too, I, you can, yeah. but I don't. I, I choose the fries. I choose they the, use no, good oil there. Yeah, you know? they do. They yeah. do. Um, but, uh, and then Jake Hunter, too, like, like I said, I mean, that was one of the guys I mentioned last week that pitched really well. Yeah, you guys were calling his name last, yeah. last week for good reason. And, uh, you know, and he's just a guy, like, he, I— i love the kid to death he's an awesome kid like another guy he just goes about his business in the right way he doesn't he doesn't step out of line like he does the extra stuff and he's the guy that you know i really really pull for and i'm not saying i don't really pull for anybody but he's one of those guys like he's easy to pull for because it's just the way he goes about everything uh, ellerby was joking with me earlier he's like cooch is one of the uh, few guys at ecu that's been at ecu longer than my career even went <laughs> yeah, on. and that is quite an accomplishment <laughs> and that's a fact he has eclipsed even my time oh, <laughs> speaking of which uh i guess it was tyler smith but cooch has a uh, a bit of a hold on the birdhouse what's uh the hockey stick deal cj didn't know i the, you know, I walk, they walked in, and they were just gripping it, and a couple guys played hockey, so I think Ben Newton gripped it and okay. put some tape on it. But I was like, what the heck is this? And Smitty told me last year, he said, don't let go of the birdhouse. So I'm trying to keep the birdhouse alive because I think it's awesome, awesome celebration. And they did the hockey stick. I said, what are, well, what are we going to do with it? They're like, well, I don't know. We're just going to throw it at you, do something funny. I was like, well, <laughs> well, we're not on ice. We can't do the thing where they're skating and they, like, ride the stick. Like, you know what I'm talking about, where they put in between the legs oh, and they yeah, crouch yeah. and they just keep going. Like, I don't know what to do. We can't – I mean, I can't do, the, like, the whatever they do where they drag their hand across the ice and throw the ice up or whatever. Maybe you could do, like, a ride at, like, Happy Gilmore Yeah, you could do that. Do yeah. That would be yeah. – Right now you're just kind of sticking just, in the air. Just, yeah. Yeah, just hey, we're just up. hoping we get to break it out a lot more. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. seriously. Yeah, see and it. what's the deal with the cowboy hat? I, I miss that, unfortunately. Uh, I, You know, I wore the cowboy hat Saturday and Sunday. Uh, try to just cheer everybody up after Friday. All and right. uh, 
I walked in the dugout after an inning when we were in the field, and I see Jacob Starling wearing my cowboy hat. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I just grabbed it. I was like, all right, sweet, awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Just, hey, you never know what could come a thing, right? <laughs> Clip, I, we've got some of the best props right now. Yeah. So we're Prop set up for, strong. We're, we're set up for success here. Yeah, we need, to, we need to break them out. Like you said, we need to break them out a little more. Yeah, we'll see if that happens coming up Tuesday. Uh, another trip to Campbell. I've talked to your teammates about the the turf and everything, Zach. Did, what's different about that? Any uh, effect on your game at all? I mean, no. Uh, the only effect would be that how quick the infield plays, but I still think our infield almost is, it plays really fast. It almost plays like a turf field. If anything, I think it will help us because it's all turf, and you know when you run, you're not going to get the dirt. You're not going to get the little holes and mini craters in the ground so you can't the ball can't catch that and hop up it's just going to stay down so and hopefully uh we've talked about dewanye his injuries there one was sliding oh, yeah. but now you guys wear those giant foam finger <laughs> oven mitt things yeah that uh, I, I still don't know how they're legal because it adds like an extra you three think, inches you think it does but it's like snug like my fingers are jammed in there it's like almost bending back or forward a little bit it's, yeah but, but the, there's something <laughs> hanging off the end of it hey i mean I'm like I, an old man when it comes to that. I don't like them, Zach. That's not my baseball. <laughs> I, think, no, I think they're I just, great. I just do it to protect this hand, so if I slide it, no I don't doubt. break any fingers. So. Yeah. But you got those now, so hopefully that'll uh, keep away the, yeah, the injuries there. For sure. Uh, but as you said, you know all about Campbell. They've uh, had your number in the past. You've got them back uh, before. but And then North Carolina coming up. It, it really is an exciting week of baseball against these in-state opponents. Mm-hmm. We're, we're real excited. We're trying not to look too far ahead. Yeah um i think that might have been an issue last week too i think we we're like oh it's opening weekend like this place is gonna be packed like let's go um but no i it's exciting i got a great feeling the guys are ready to go and uh we're ready to get rolling do, do, you know and i feel at least fans wise the fans i talk to people are like oh brian who no one's ever heard of them this is gonna be easy i, I will say this they're a lot better than i think most people give them credit oh, for brian you know, I'm not saying we overlooked them as a team, mm-hmm. but uh, I think our fans were a little shocked at yeah. how good they were. Well, Brian, Brian always makes a regional. I don't know if you guys have done your research or what, but I always have seen Brian, and they've always been able to hit. And one guy I played with this summer who unfortunately hurt his arm and he wasn't down here, um, he was telling me that he's like, dude, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. I was like, dude, I, I, know, you're, I know you're good because I've followed you guys, and you guys have made a regional the past however many years or – you maybe missed one there, but you have been consistent. They were in the regional at UVA. I think, were they a two or three seed? They there? were the two, and we were the three that yeah, year. Yeah, right, right. Them. So they're, I mean, they've got a, they're well coached. they got yeah. a great program, and, um, you know, and they can just flat out hit. I was uh, amazed to see East Carolina State, what was it, at least Baseball America? Clip, yeah, a lot uh, of respect. Number, number 25, even after losing three straight, mm-hmm. Pirates still, which is very unusual for East Carolina. Usually the polls are not kind to East Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to show the Pirates stayed in the top 25. Uh, I thought that was an incredible amount of respect for the program. Maybe a sign of uh, them also a nod to Brian and how good they were. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly didn't know that. Uh, but I think I think when I was at Lyft, someone sent a picture in my family GM of something. and I don't know. I, I saw his rankings. I didn't click on the picture because I tried to – get off social media try not to fall into that trap of, there you go like yeah. all of the fans on twitter because I, I did go on it after friday and it was like what's going on with these guys like all right i'm off i'm <laughs> off i'm shutting it off like you know but uh yeah uh, i mean it's pretty much it like 
you know, Bryant was a good club, like hands down. Zach, uh, I'll talk to some of your teammates about this today. We know that uh, Jake Agnos probably helped you get the ECU and you wanted to come here. What, was there any thought of going somewhere else uh, to another program? Who was looking at you? And- uh, yeah, I, I mean, I actually had quite a bit. I'm not, I don't mean to be cocky, but I had quite a bit. Um, yeah, I was a little different than Jake. Jake came here and was like, oh, I love this place. I'm coming here. I came here. I was like, I love this place, but I want to see what else there is. Yeah. So, I mean, I had some, I had a lot of ACC, SEC, Carolina, Clemson's, but just nothing matched this place. And um, I remember when I first got recruited, it was by James Madison. And as soon as that happened, word got to Coach Plumbo. And then Coach Plumbo told Jake, a little loophole in the NCAA rules. And so then I started calling Coach Plumbo. And uh, yeah, it just went from there. But, you know, like I said, no place matched up like this. And I went to a couple other schools, I'm not going to name them, but. People were getting fights at practice. Nobody was saying anything to the players. Like, just mm. not a lot of accountability in other programs like we have here. So, yeah, that's uh, that's high praise for this program and uh, how Cliff Godwin runs it. Did uh, did Cliff give it to you guys too bad uh, after yesterday? Or no, he he really and he was honest with us. He and that's the one thing that I respect uh, about Coach Godwin the most is how honest he is with us. And he told all of us that plain and simple, we just need to have a, we need to look in the mirror, like because too many guys are worrying about themselves too many guys are feeling sorry for themselves and you know he he didn't lay into us he didn't you know i mean sure after friday he said something because we played like we were soft like we didn't play like we were ecu baseball players we played like we were princesses in fourth grade um but he did not give it to us uh because i think he realizes that he's very good at knowing what to say when to say it and uh I think that what he said to us about uh, looking at ourselves in the mirror really hit home for us, and I think that I honestly think a lot of us did because I got a few texts last night from some players. I got some, I texted some players, and I had a meeting with Coach Godwin, and so I I really think that he's really really good at knowing what to say when to say it. Good stuff, Zach Agnos joining us today. Uh, Zach, good luck tomorrow, man. Thank you. I and appreciate it. the weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Zach. Good luck, Thank buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have some fun. And uh, you can check out a Zach's cool shirt, too, if you want to. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a plug there. Yeah. So, it's a great not, design on the back. you got another NIL deal. So you got an NIL deal real quick with uh, Barstool Sports, where they, they're they doing some uh, Zach Agnes gear. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so it's pretty sweet. Fans <laughs> can uh, get their own. It's kind of a custom yeah. deal. Almost kind yeah. of looks it has a little Grateful Dead feel to the back. Got yeah. the Pirate Hat but Barstool logo. Uh-huh. My mom's a little upset. She said she didn't want skeletons. She don't like skeletons. So <laughs> I said, sorry, Mom, you're going to have to put up with it. And then next thing you know, I look up in the stands on – or so yeah, I look up in the stands Saturday, and she's wearing the – I got a hoodie of this, too, and she's wearing the hoodie. I was like, really, Mom? And then my brother, John, he's wearing this one. There you I'm go. like, geez. And then my girlfriend's taking my shirt. I was like, come on. <laughs> Good stuff. I like it. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, man. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you, guys. Thank All you. All right. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. Troy, we're going to hook up with Ed Watkins. Yeah, we'll give uh, Big Ed a call right. out of Charlotte, North Carolina, coming up in uh, just a minute. Good deal. We'll be, uh, be, we'll be back with more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday coming up at the end of this segment. Stay tuned. We will make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. Today. Do you got something for us, Chandler? We'll figure something out to give away. You know, yeah, we'll, do, we'll uh, Domino's it. pizza. All right. How about why don't we do a Domino's pizza today? Three yeah. large, two topping. Yeah, that's. All right, I, sounds I, good. I love those coming your way at the end yeah. of this segment. Let's talk uh, a little NASCAR, Troy D. Daytona 500, wrapping up on Sunday. Austin Cindric, a young gun, uh, winning the race. And yeah, I had to do a double take. I was like, who? Yeah, I remember. I know his name from Xfinity and, and coming up, but uh, we'll talk to a guy that was in it for a long, long time. Former Pirate football player, former gas man on the NASCAR circuit. Big Ed Watkins joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Ed, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Happy Monday. How's everybody today? Doing, doing great. Good. Hey, did you really retire, Ed, or were you still down? I, I kept thinking, Joe Gibbs is going to call you. You're not going to be able to say no. You're going to get on the jet Saturday night and still be there. Did you get the call? You were reading my mind. I turned my phone off on Friday, and um, we were so busy selling boats at Ed Watkins Marine, I couldn't even come up for air. So that was a, that was a good thing. That was the only way I could make it 25 and done was I turned that phone off and not accepting any new phone calls. Because they're good. If you wanted to, they'd still yesterday not in Daytona Beach. They'd still have you on uh, pit road. I know. <laughs> I, I was, you wouldn't believe the countless messages and text messages and everything I was getting yesterday. It was like, how uh, how can this happen? But um, golly, what a run! Twenty five years, and I'm telling you, that's not easy. That's that's twenty five hard, yeah. grueling, you know, travel intensive, pressure cooking, uh, you know, top running, fully funded championship caliber teams for 25 years also or was not a cakewalk yeah very physically demanding 25 years for for what you did uh, on, on pit road whether it was as a jack man or as the gas man uh not an easy job physically what we were de- talking earlier i've lost track of how many championship teams you've been on over the past 25 years give us and i know you're not one to toot your own horn and pat yourself on the back but while we're talking about it give us the uh the record count for you absolutely (laughs) god it seems just like yesterday when i was going from from greenville north carolina from ecu driving to concord north carolina and beating on the doors from race shop to race shop in the late 90s but um yeah i guess if you if you can put your head down and dig season after season after season uh put yourself with the best race teams and just execute and focus and stay on your game um, you're able to put a good tally together. So after 25 years, 25 seasons, we got 54 cup wins, three championships, three Daytona 500s. Um, got to be able to work with some incredible people from Michael Jordan to Coach Joe Gibbs to 
Ray Heverham, Rick Hendrick, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Look at the guys. Look at the caliber of of, of people that are out there. You, Roger Penske's got to meet quite a few presidents out there. It was a it was a good good run. And uh, hey, I, I, the whole year, all those twenty five seasons, I always had the uh, the purple and gold ear molds in my head. So, That's you know, awesome. Had your helmet and everything, and your fire suit. And every year when, when ear molds were done, I always had a, a purple right ear and a gold left ear for my ear molds for my helmet. That is fantastic. And, Ed, as you know, man, there's a, on on any given Sunday, what is it, around 43 teams that race? How many are usually? Correct. 43 car field. So, it's been um, back down a little bit uh, the past few years. But, yeah, you're right, 43 and, cars. But only one. Today gets to go to victory lane and I, for you to be able to do that with teams you've been involved with that many times is really remarkable uh and i know i'm sure that feeling never gets old what's it like when you get up there on victory lane with you with the winning team yeah it, it's um it's a huge relief you're bulletproof you're 10 feet tall you're bulletproof you're you know you you're on you know, every sports bars tv and in the world in the in america is not the world uh you know you're seeing you know for me some of the highlights was on sunday as the the jet and the the flyover the national anthem and then all of a sudden here comes coach gibbs with you know coming in for his team prayer right before the cars start heading down pit road and you know you huddle up for for coach gibbs and here comes that hand in with you know, a, a Super Bowl ring right in the middle. And I, I think I've told this story so many times. It's funny. You never put your hand on top because that's where Coach, Coach Gibbs's hand comes in with that big 10-pound Super Bowl ring. You, you get crushed every time. So you try to get your hand in there very quick and be the cushion in the center so you never get uh, 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 you know, the, the huge abrasion of the diamonds in the, in the Super Bowl ring. But um, you know, you got just looking at that. It just brings goosebumps to me thinking about it. So, Ed, we talked to a lot of former players and coaches and asked them when they get out of it, you know, what's it like? What do you miss? How about you? Was it difficult for you to watch yesterday or did you, were you kicked back, relaxing? What was it like for you to be away from the track and, and watching on TV? Yeah, it was great. Kick back, relax, loved every bit of it. Um, really, you know, pulling from my former teammates and my former friends. Um, you know, I guess if you do something and you do it to the very best of your ability and you give it all you've got and you know that you basically used up your fuel tank and your fuel reserve tank and every parts in between and didn't leave anything out, um, you know, I guess there's nothing to look back on. In 25 years, that was what I did was gave it my all, um, set myself up for Chapter 2, which is, you know, Ed Watkins Marine and that's what's making me happy now is meeting customers, selling boats, and growing a growing a business. It, uh, it's, a, it's a perfect transition. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to uh, Big Ed Watkins, one of our favorite people, former ECU football player. And if they had a Hall of Fame for pit crew guys, and hell, they might, Ed. I don't know. You're definitely first ballot Hall of Famer for the uh, for pit road, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I hate you know that you're not there anymore, but I know how – awesome of a job you're doing at ed watkins marine and what a passion that is for you there and uh just as a free plug hey look you'll deliver anywhere folks listening to us there's a lot of waterways in eastern north carolina and one of ed's favorite things to do is to deliver a boat anywhere in eastern north carolina so they can go online and check out the inventory it'll bring it to you personally uh if that's your wish but ed 
one of the good things about you not on pit road this year is you can actually come to an ecu football game so one of our one of my favorite tailgates is when you brought the whole all the guys to our tailgate zone and we hung out it was a couple years ago but man we had a blast you had the whole pit crew with you that year it might have been denny hamlet's team but uh i want to see you up here in greenville we got a big game i'm hearing for the first game of the year a little team called nc states coming to town so maybe you can uh, arrange that on your schedule let's let's consider it done um the guys that have come with me in the years golly think about it troy for 25 years i've been bringing you know when i was with jeff gordon when i was with casey kane when i was with uh kyle larson martin truex jr yep denny hamlin i've been bringing bringing my teammates with me for those thursday night games because of course we're at the racetrack on the weekend yeah everybody falls in love with you guys they think pirate radio is the greatest thing ever, which it is, and they think pirate football is the absolute greatest thing ever, which it is. So it's a great combination with what you guys do and, and ECU football. And I'm telling you, ECU football and pirate radio, they go together like peas and carrots. It's a great uh, great combination. So I'm certainly looking forward to that because for you know, I finished up with football. I went right into the NASCAR stuff. I never had a chance for any Saturday uh, home games. And to start the season off that ECU starting off with, with – that little team out of Raleigh, North Carolina, in Greenville is going to be just absolutely awesome. You're talking about energy, excitement, purple and gold. Just puts uh, you know, it puts goosebumps down my neck thinking about what uh, what is that? September third, I believe, is yep. kickoff yep. Um, game day on that. So yeah, yeah it um, as well me as well as a lot of pirate fans have that circled, and I'm looking forward to it. Let's make that happen. Let's make that the best pirate radio pregame kickoff tailgate party that greenville north carolina has ever seen all right and uh we'll roll out the purple carpet for you thank you for the kind words that's that's a great promo if i've ever heard it guys make sure we note that <laughs> I, I couldn't give you a script any better ed to uh to uh cut a promo for us but that's awesome stuff and you're right it was always a thursday night game because you guys had to work every weekend but the guys man we we had so much fun with all those guys and uh obviously a lot of them will have to work on that saturday but anybody that wants to come with you is welcome uh out of charlotte well, well- you think about the guys that came with me, and you're talking, you know, the way NASCAR is, the way the recruiting process is. They've, they're bringing in guys from the NFL. Guys from the NFL have come with me to, to ECU games. Um, you know, top tier SEC um, ball players. I got some. I had some guys from South Carolina, from Florida, from Nebraska, from NC State, from App State. Um, Alabama, the list goes on and on, and uh, it's funny, you know, you got somebody that comes from those top-tier programs and how they just come into Greenville and just fall in love with the program, it says a lot. ECU's got a very special program, uh, awesome coach, and I'm telling you, Pirate Radio just makes Pirate football. It's a great combination. God bless you, Ed. How's the uh, transition going with your own shop now with Ed Watkins Marine outside of Charlotte? I believe, is it in Denver? Where are you guys located? We are uh, Denver, North Carolina, which is Lake Norman, and you're right. You kind of introduced me as we will deliver a boat. And you, you know, Ed Watkins, Marine, we can talk about pirate football, a combination between pirate football and pirate radio, but Ed Watkins Marines um, honor and privilege to be a, a very loyal supporter of pirate radio, and I uh, can't thank you guys enough, Troy. We've had the honor and privilege of delivering quite a few boats uh, to eastern North Carolina um, a lot of the um, valuable 
listeners um, of Pirate Radio have taken us up on that, and I want to keep growing that because there's nothing that delights me more than personally delivering a uh, one of our boats from Ed Watkins Marine to to Eastern North Carolina and just had that big old hug and everybody says go pirate so it's uh it is awesome but we are we're growing like gangbusters we've got the best center consoles offshore center consoles bay boats deck boats bass boats pontoon boats you name it boat we've got it and we just picked up a new line of of side by side uh UTVs as well so we're we're uh we're coming along pretty well and just Absolutely. You know, Coach Houston, it's all about the team. Well, here at the dealership at Ed Watkins Marine, it's all about the team. we got an awesome, awesome group of technicians, team members, teammates, team associates just across the board. I can't be more proud and humble of the group that we've been able to assemble here. Well, I know your culture was always awesome with the uh, NASCAR teams you were involved with, so I know – your business culture is probably just as excellent. So uh, I hear nothing good th- but good things about you guys. And, hey, look, let's Ed's going to come down for that game. Let's have him bring a trailer with a boat down with him. So let's uh, he'll, he'll bring him on. Let's kill two birds with one stone, Ed. We'll make a delivery that first weekend in September while you're coming down here this, this way anyway. Folks want to get on edwatkinsmarine.com. They can see your entire selection. Well, I tell you, Liz, I've kind of planned on that because – it's just nothing better than tailgating, boats, and good times. And I'm going to bring, you know, let's bring an ECU friends and family-priced boat. It could go ahead and pre-sell right now and get money on it. And, um, you know, that'll be our Pirate Game Day ECU NC State 2022 boat that um, um, we'll, we'll, make a, we'll make a special deal with for Pirate Game Day for, for the NC State game. And, Man, let's let's keep that tri- that trend going. I'll bring a, a a boat every home game to have a special uh, promo with. I like. I love it. That's a great idea. All right. Well, we'll uh, anyone that wants to take it up on that, we'll get them in contact with you, and we'll do that for sure. But uh, doing a great job, Ed. Uh, we love what you do down there. Thanks for uh, your support of the pirate program as always, and we look forward to seeing you down here this fall a little bit more often. Now, absolutely, guys. I appreciate it very much. It's. Uh, going to be a great year pirate football is just growing and maturing that much more and really really looking forward to seeing that energy and that excitement and you know that purple haze come uh, come game day at ficklin stadium thanks ed keep up the great work man go pirates appreciate you guys thank you ed. there's big ed watkins joining us today here on pirate radio live chandler let's get a break in as we do let's make somebody a winner open up the pirate radio booty bag booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right let's do caller eight right now 317-1250 you can be a winner of a large two-topping pizza from domino's they can be yours right now 317-1250 we're back with more after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Congratulations to Chad Corwain of Greenville, the winner of a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Club Rock. Alrighty, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. The Hurricanes and Flyers are playing an afternoon Monday hockey game, and they are in overtime, 3-3 to in OT. Troy, great catching up with our uh, Pirate Radio athletes today, including Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, Zach Agnos, and CJ Mayhew. Sounds like uh, they're in a good headspace anyway to kind of get this thing on track here after a rough opening week. Absolutely. Class act, guys. And look, they're still college students. You know, it's still... I think they're very mature for their age, the way they're handling this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, listen, as I said, in case you missed my analogy earlier in the show, I think it's... It fun. definitely should be restated. Yeah, I, I think this is very similar to ECU football, where I was like, when the Pirates started 0-2, I was like saying, hey, look, don't, let's calm yeah, down. You were catch, right. Catch your breath. Yeah. This is There's a lot to be, you know, more season here, and the ECU's like these... Losses at least South Carolina was a very thin margin, and let's just see how the rest of the season goes. Let's not, you know, judge the whole season by one series here. And I think by the time the, you know, fifty games from now, you may look back at this as, oh, okay, well that was a little bump in the road to start, but uh, look how good East Carolina's doing now. So, you know, this will be something hopefully you can go back and look at and say, well, was a, that was a character building moment for this team and. Um, brighter days are definitely ahead. So let's just, you know, give, give them some grace. Let's give them an opportunity to to get things fixed and to turn it around. And just like those baseball players, the football players, uh, even down 0-2 uh, the, in their first two games of the season, had a good mind space, yes. I feel like, and had a good attitude coming I, in here every Monday. Great, 100%, Chandler. Um, so, and there was even some more tough losses after that 0-2 start, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just like the baseball players, they are very mature and uh, are ready to get back on track. Yeah. Now, is it a lot more fun, Clip, talking to these guys after big wins? Sure. But, you know, there, we said there's going to be bumps in the road. So, I just, you know, a lot of folks didn't think bumps would be this soon. But, hey, sometimes it is uh, – things happen. All right. I agree with you. Okay. I'm with you. I'm on board. Ryder yeah. Giles said today, I think off the air, he said, once you get one win, they start piling up. Yeah. So, let's get that first one Tuesday – and then uh, start stacking them. Yep. And uh, and get back to uh, in the win column. All right, Hurricanes win, uh, Chandler, on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, they win it in overtime, four to three over the Flyers. Let's take our final timeout. We'll come back, wrap up Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. <laughs> You're listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, time to wrap up the show. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff uh, Rock. Good news, Chandler. That's your last ad read until Shirley's back. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'd say he's doing good. Shirley stumbles plenty. It you happens, a, man. Yeah, you did good. Yes. And uh, here's a freebie for Ortho East. Uh, Troy D. approved. I had a uh, unscheduled visit to Ortho East last week, guys. For your Thanks. shoulder? I did. Yep. Feel like a new person oh good yeah they are oh my god they're like miracle workers over there so you know i had a little situation with my shoulders you guys know near-death experience yes and it wasn't getting any better so uh a friend of mine that's a physical therapist said hmm probably need to take a little advanced look at this so i made got it get in over at ortho east they were could not have been any more professional could not have been any more friendly i don't even think it could have been any quicker and took a little uh i in my situation took a uh, uh injection into the shoulder clip you know i'm not a big shot guy but uh this was a cortisone shot that i took into the shoulder and it is like makes me feel full range of motion now. all right good yeah. to hear thank you to my friends at ortho east great plug yeah coming up there's good as advertised let me say that coming up tuesday on pirate radio live former ecu lefty evan krasinski will join us we'll talk about what he's up to in his baseball career also kim mcneil ec women's basketball teams won three out of their last four we'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up tuesday at three o'clock here on pirate radio live troy will talk to you again on thursday clip enjoyed it see you then and uh chan man great work cj fantastic job shirley Rhodes will be back coming up tuesday at three as well we'll talk to you then on pirate radio live so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.